Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of Ramblings from Nowhere. As always, I'm your host, Jason Hall, and joining me once again this week is my co-host, Clay Dotson. If you didn't have an adjective this time? No. What's, what's wrong with you? No, I did not. Well, I had, I had one, but uh, it took you so long to finish uh, playing Gears 5 that I forgot what it was when we started recording. So uh, Haters gonna hate. Yeah, haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate. Anyway, how's it going, Clay? Uh, I think it's good, man. Um, Yeah, today's comic book day. Marauders number one came out. How was it? I heard good stuff about it. Yeah, it's nice. It's good to read Kitty Pride again, Mm -hmm. and uh, and she doesn't want to be referred to as Kitty anymore. I guess she's just getting tired of it, which I don't blame her. She just wants to be known as Kate. I didn't. uh, I didn't read any spoilers, but I read a little synopsis thing, and they were talking that like. She wants to be Wolverine, or they're uh, positioning, positioning her as a Wolverine-type character now. And she's a pirate. Well, well one thing you might have read is um, is that she can't go through the Krakoa portals. No one can explain why. Hmm. And so Wolverine, the funniest thing, Wolverine actually came up with a, uh, a list of stuff to grab. And one of the things was barbecue from the rendezvous in, or in uh, Memphis. I thought that was pretty funny. Hmm. Yeah. Canadian mist, I think. <laughs> well, what we really likes is crappy whiskey, if you refer to as whiskey. But, uh, but yeah, it was a good issue. I really enjoyed it. Um, I really had a good time at the uh, gender reveal. Okay, got to get away from saying sex reveal or sex party. <laughs> Keep always having to correct myself. But yeah, I thought it was great, and I'm so happy you're you guys are having a boy and a girl. Even though I thought it was going to be two girls, you know, we we talked about it a long time ago, but. Oh, yeah, I was really happy. I thought it was going to be two girls as well. I thought for sure that uh, uh, when when they did the first one and it was a girl, I just said to myself, uh, the next one's going to be a girl too, and that's what I was expecting. I think that's what most everybody was expecting, uh, especially my wife, if you remember right. She kind of lost it. Man, there was a pop, was a like, almost, yeah. I thought Stone Cold Steve Austin was there. The pop there, everybody yeah. was just going crazy when they found out it was a boy. It was, uh, yeah, it was really cool. It was pretty big shock. Uh, her side of the family, they've never had any boys. And then, of course, my side, uh, the last boys were uh, me and Nathan, my brother. And that was it. I mean, since then, yeah. I've got two nieces and, well, three. Uh, I've got one uh my wife's sister has a little girl, and so, you know, now you have to figure out how how do you raise a little boy. So, poor Ella K, man, she, you know how kids are. She's she's happy, but she's not happy because all the attention was kind of going away from her. She's just a little sad, you know, just like no, kid acts. She gets uh, she gets overwhelmed, maybe a little shy sometimes. It doesn't ah. like that like it when yeah. she becomes the center of attention like that unless she wants to be you know if yeah. she's the one that's uh, instigating it's alright but if you put the camera on her then it's a you know whole different story I don't know so. why I didn't talk to you about this last week but I did watch the El Camino movie for uh, Breaking Bad I meant I didn't to talk much ask about you about that oh uh, it was good I mean is it necessary probably not but it was nice to revisit a lot of those characters. I mean, it's, it, the show itself is so good. So, I mean, the quality in this was just, it was good. I mean, for a movie, um, it really sets out with 
what happens to Jesse Pinkman after the end of Breaking Bad. And it was just mm-hmm. it was well done. So I, uh, I sat down this week. I think it is this week. Yeah, and uh, started to watch Breaking Bad finally. And something happened. And I haven't gotten to go back to it yet, but. I can't remember. Breaking Bad, like a lot of shows, I mean, it's it's good, but that first season is a little bit to get around. Once you get past that first, and I, I feel like that with Game of Thrones, because you know Game of Thrones is kind of overwhelming when you got all these different families and stuff like that. But um, Breaking Bad, though, yeah, it's a it's a treat. Once you sit through it, you're you're rewarded, and it's some really good storytelling. And Brian Cranston's great, and and uh, whatever his name is that plays uh, Aaron Aaron Paul, I think that plays uh, yeah. Jesse Pinkman, but. God, man, they're so good together. Are you saying he's better in this than he was in the uh, Need for Speed movie? <laughs> Based on the EA game of the same name. <laughs> There's never been a video game movie that's been good, has there? I don't think so. I can't think of one right off the top of my head. You want to talk about something traumatizing? Watching Super Mario Brothers when you're a kid, that's a disappointment. Mm-hmm. I almost think like watching that movie was... I don't know, just as bad as finding out Santa Claus wasn't real. Uh, I'm sitting here trying to think of a good comic, or comic, a good video game movie. Uh, Remember when Doom went into first person mode? Oh, man. (laughs) Honestly, I mean, it doesn't really, well, yeah, it doesn't really follow the storyline that good, but, you know, we hit on it. Was it last week or the week before? I always liked the first uh, Resident Evil. I mean, it's not, you know, award-winning material or anything like that, but I have a good well, time. I what George Romero would have done with it. Mm-hmm. it was rumored George Romero. He was, wasn't he, atta- he was attached to it, or maybe it was just rumored at one point. Instead, we get Paul W.S. Anderson, so. Yeah, thanks. But honestly, that Double Dragon? No, <laughs> no. Uh, Masters of the Universe. Well, I mean, that, well, excuse me, that's not a video game, but I'm just again thinking about traumatic experiences as a kid. <laughs> but sorry, back to video games though. Yeah, um, I can't think of Rampage. one right now. Did you watch the new Rampage. Was that good? I mean, it's based off a video game. Uh, as I've said, I'm a big Dwayne Johnson fan, and most of his movies I can at least find some enjoyment. But I, I don't think there was anything about that one that I really liked that much. I may have fell asleep during it, honestly, now that I think about it oh. a little bit. You can't do that during your Dark Lord, Savior, The Rock. In no, movies. that's Hugh Jackman. Uh, I just like Dwayne. Yeah, so, you know. But Anyways, I can't I, think of any other videos. I honestly cannot think of one. No, but we kind of put ourselves on the spot on that one. You know, if you think comic books or something like that, you know, we can throw one or whatever. But video games, they've been so bad that you just put them in the back of your mind. Yep. Silent, Silent Hill. Ugh, terrible. No, yeah. Uh, see, I can't even think of any video game movies right now. Shelby, sorry. Uh, but, uh, well, speaking of video game movies and comic book movies and stuff, uh, we both watched the uh, premiere of Watchmen this week. Woo! So, what did you think of it? Man, I love it. It was good, wasn't it? Yes. It yes. was so well done. And uh, Regina King, man, she is like yeah. great anything yeah. she's in. Yeah. And, gosh, she's so good in Leftovers. But, um, yeah, dude, I just can't wait to see what happens. And there's a lot of parallels from the, the, the comic book. And I, I tell people, I was like, 
I guess you can get away with uh, watching the movie and then watching the TV series because I've got a friend that just started watching yeah. Watchmen, the TV show, and she's never watched the movie or read the comic book. Well, it's a follow-up to the comic, comic book, so because the endings do matter, it's a lot. That's the only. Yeah. That's the now I haven't watched the Watchmen movie in a long time, but uh, you know that ending is so different from the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would recommend that if you've never read the Watchmen comic, that you go out and uh, make a point of reading it before you really get into this. Uh, but man, it's good. I really, I, I liked everybody that was in it. Uh, that whole raining squid scene was uh, yes. just so wow. Like, uh, it took me a minute. When it happened, I was like, what is going on? And then, you know, it, once you saw, again, if you read the comic book, it helps a lot. But uh, I'm really excited to see where it's going to go, um, what's going to happen. Um, I'm sure Dr. Manhattan's going to come into play. Well, you know he will at some point if you watch Oh, the, yeah. I thought it was kind of crazy yeah. that they showed him on Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe... I could be wrong, but I think that the uh, isn't the the police woman or the uh, agent they showed in the uh, uh, preview at the end of it. Isn't that Silk yeah, Spectre? So right. It is, and they also she also mm-hmm. goes by comedian as well as a nod to her dad. Right, that's what I was thinking. So um, <clears throat> I did like the fact that Robert Redford has been president now for what yes. almost thirty years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, and. <laughs> what was it that the kid said? Um, shoot, I can't think. It would, it would come back to me. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know, Don Johnson, I was very surprised by it. I thought he did a really good job. I was, uh, to, yeah, I was sad at the end of that. But, I, uh, but they're setting him up just to be like the, the comedian itself, though. They're going to be, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure be he'll be back, back, yeah. Which, uh, I guess it's a little spoilery, but it is the first episode, so it's not like. You know, you're giving away the ending of the whole show, but yeah, um, man, it's just good stuff. And I would knew it was going to be. I mean, uh, I'll probably butcher his name, but Damien uh, Lindoff, uh, Lindelof, yeah, you know, Lost, The Leftovers. I mean, the list goes on and on. So that one comic book he drew or he wrote with Wolverine, Ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk, that uh, what took three years to come out. Did it ever finish? I only ever. I, I think it did. I don't know. I only got the first episode. Or I mean, the first issue. So, um, but yeah, uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'll be excited once it finishes up. Uh, I think I mentioned it to you when we was talking the other day that apparently this is just a closed uh, show. At the end of the season, it's done. Uh, at least for him and it, for Lindelof, it is. Eh, so, I doubt it. Well, I mean. I like the idea of it being a self-contained story and being done. Uh, I wonder what's going on with Ozzy Minus, by the way. I don't know. Those were robots that were with him, I'm sure. I think so. His servants. Yeah. yeah. The way they were acting, yeah. way too weird. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. It was just, it, it was odd. Then That entire uh, scene was just odd from the start. Well, other than him. And you know they've got a horse. website that... Um, yeah. Did you, did you check it out? I haven't looked at it, but I've read about stuff. it. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's pretty cool. It explains like they have really they have no internet. They have no internet in their in their timeline. I think I'm gonna actually uh, dig into my comic boxes and pull out that graphic novel and read it again for the bazillionth time. So might even sit down and watch that movie by he who shall not be named. <laughs> I wonder how what Alan Moore thinks about it. Uh, well, you know he hates it. I mean, yeah. he's uh, you know he doesn't like anything that's done with his work. So. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure he hates the uh, Doomsday Clock stuff that's going on in DC right now. And so on, the so art in that, I was very amazed by uh, Gary Frank. Gary Frank. Yeah, yeah, I've always been a big fan of his work. Uh, it, it looks real good. I read the first issue, but I never did read anything else past that. So, uh, but it's still not finished, and it was supposed to have been finished a long time ago. So, but anyway, uh, I think we both dug that. Uh, anything else? Uh, well, we both read X Men number one now. Um, What'd you think about it, by the way? I like it, and I agree with what you said last week about uh, uh, use art. Uh, Lionel, yeah. Lionel, Lionel Francis. You. A lot of people still like it. I, I'm like his pencil's uh, just too heavy. Yeah, his which it's. I mean, it's not like it's uncommon to see an artist you know change their style as they go. Uh, Salvador La Roca is one exactly. that I think of with that. Uh, but, like, I don't know. His, when he changed his art style, it was, it was different. It was mm-hmm. kind of, but I, it didn't, like, turn me off the way that this does. I don't know. It's, it's like heavy lines and all sharp corners almost, it seems like. Uh, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but. When you go back and look at, say, his uh, Secret Secret Wars uh, art, yeah, uh, I think it looked better then. I think you could see it starting to happen. I, I guess I can see where an artist wants to evolve and change. I'm sure I can't draw. I'll tell you whose so. who's art doesn't look good. Uh, John Romita Jr.'s garbage, man. God, it's rough to see his stuff right now. You know, I've never been the biggest fan of his art in the first place. Um. I don't, it's not like terrible, dumpster fire terrible, but it's, I've just never been a real big fan of his art. Uh, he draws hard lines as well and lot, and you know, hard corners and all that. So, uh, uh so, but X-Men 1 though, um, <laughs> the whole summer situation, the, the summer's house on the moon, it, the fact that Jean Grey is living, but okay, between, her room is mm-hmm. between, Wolverine and Cyclops, mm-hmm. and the fact that there's no door—it's just a hallway between three rooms. Like this whole craziness about mutants needing to have sex, and I don't know exactly know what's going on with Jean Grey since she's been back. I don't know yeah. if her and Scott are still married, but I guess they are. By the way, that uh, young Cable refers to Jean Grey as mom. Right. But having Vulcan back, and oh god, dude, See, it's just—I had forgotten <laughs> all about him because it's been so long since I've read anything. You know. Mysterious third summer's brother. Yeah, uh, it's just crazy. That whole the whole thing though. It was a good issue. Uh, Magneto uh, was uh, really interesting throughout the whole yeah. thing. Uh, it's good to see Havoc again. I've always been a big fan of Havoc and see him in there. So I don't know. I'm excited. I'm hoping to it's go. It's very ironic that it's on the uh, blue part of the moon or whatever. That's where Jean Grey died, right? Yeah. When yes. 
in the Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I just thought that was very interesting that they would p- build their little place on the moon. So, but yeah, overall it was good. I mean, I, I can't wait to see what's going on with all these issues, though. So I'm digging it. We both know it's going. It's going to go somewhere, and it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a wild ride, as we say, oh, yeah. nonstop. So, and we're uh, going to talk about that Star Wars trailer finally. Woo. Yeah, we can go ahead and dive into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what wow. did you think? I loved it. I watched it. Dude, they, they're on top of a Star Destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait. And you know the Emperor is facing her at the end, whatever. He's on some kind of little machine. Or might be machine yeah, like the little thing with legs. Well, the mm-hmm. thing that held, held him as a hologram in uh, Phantom Menace, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. But um, I have to wonder with all these Star Destroyers, it really feels like they're ripping off of uh, Grand Animal Thrawn, doesn't it? Yeah, I, yeah. That's, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm excited. I watched it again two times before we started recording, and uh, I went just, back and watched all the teasers for all three of the movies. Yeah. God, man, the teasers for these are so good. Yeah. Teaser uh, for uh, the Force so, or the Force Awakens was so 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 good. So 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 good. I just, you know, when I think of that one, of course, like most people probably. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, the We're Home line and just, you know, the chill bumps I got <laughs> when yep. I first saw that. Uh, I will say... That was on the first trailer, though. That wasn't the teaser, though, because the teaser has the Falcon oh, yeah, it just you know, shows floating at well, the screen. And, you, yeah, know. But you know what I'm saying. When you get that first look at Han and Chewie coming back. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I am ready. We we uh, got our tickets. Oh, yeah. Uh, Still Luckily. mad because still mad we couldn't go to a marathon. Yeah. Even though we found out that Atlanta was going to have one. So mad. Well, you know, I don't understand, and we talked about it. Like <coughs> we're in Tennessee, Regal is from Tennessee. They're from Knox. You know, they're based in Knoxville. They started <laughs> right. here, and it feels like we're getting the shaft. You <coughs> think that your, you know, your home state, you'd want to. Give that to them, but right, and I let them know that. But of course, they don't care through Twitter. You know, they were sitting there with our eyes rolling out the back of the head. Yeah, this go this dork. Yeah, all right, geek. We get it's, it. it's like another. Oh, here's another. Here's another Star Wars geek complaining. Ugh, here we go. But like, you know, I mean, I wanted I wanted to do that marathon and sit there and watch. All the, well, sleep through the first three. But, Seven hours, yeah. Two minutes. But um, at least give me a marathon with these last three. You know what I'm saying? I I could, you know, just give me that at least. So, but uh, between that and then the fact that you know, trailer dropped Monday night. They said that they were going to tickets would be on sale after the trailer dropped, or during. So. Of course, all of us are sitting there waiting. I had to watch football, which I don't watch football unless it's the Titans. And I had to sit there and watch that stupid game, watch the flipping Patriots, which who wants to do that in the first place? And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, I'm just going to check. And this was about 7, 7.30, something like that, because they did the trailer at halftime, right? Right. So it was about 7 or 7.30 central time. And I was like, well, I'm just going to check and see. 
And, of course, they were already on sale. And so, you know, missed out on better seats than what we got. We didn't get bad seats, but they're not as bad, which they weren't bad then. But you remember when we watched uh, Rogue One and we were third row at the IMAX? That was perfect. I, I, ugh, it hurt my head. But well, no, I, I thought it was perfect. I didn't think it was that bad. But well, I, I'm saying it wasn't that bad. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, but we've got decent seats, so I'm excited. I mean, I'd be excited either way. But uh, as I've always said, after you've worked in a movie theater and you get to preview all these movies, and you don't have to sit with a bunch of well, you get to sit with your friends and not with a bunch of random people, even though probably the highlight of the last few years has been going to these opening night events and watch, watching them with uh, other people like-minded like you yeah. and everybody yelling and screaming. But it's just nice when you can preview a movie and, you know, you get to sit there and watch it. And Remember that time I tried to start a riot and I was, like, screaming Attica when everybody was all trying to <laughs> get in? I, I remember... <laughs> I do remember, remember when... Uh, put on Facebook, Clay starting a riot. Yeah. Sitting there chanting Attica, Attica. I remember when uh, we opened uh, episode three and it come in late. Because that was still when it was on uh, print. Ooh, boy, remember, I remember that. We went in at like, uh, what was it, like three in the morning we or something? We went back to your apartment and we played Halo. Yeah. Or Halo 2 or Halo 3. It was Halo 2. I think. It was 2, I believe. Yeah. And we sat there, and it was like, what, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock? No, o'clock? I think it was like 3 in the morning. No, maybe it was 3 when we got, no. Well, all watched it with us, because there was three copies, and I put together one of them. It was you, me, and Josh, I'm sure, and probably Brandon, uh, Stephen Ford. I think Stephen Ford came up there and put together another copy, I think, but I put together that one for me and you. I'm sure Matt and Bradley, just that whole crew yeah. of us that were there at that time. But... <laughs> That's when, you know, of course, there's no pre-sale tickets, and so <laughs> all those people. I put on the white gloves. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to put on these white gloves I'm supposed to wear when I'm putting the movies right. together, but I just save it like it's a fine china at dinner or something. <laughs> I just remember all those people sitting outside oh, camping God. because, you know, no pre-sales at the time, so, you know, you had to camp out. And so here we all roll up in there, <laughs> watch the movie, and, and uh, come out, and we're just – of course, being jerks about it. Yeah, man, Yoda does. What? <laughs> no, remember, it's impossible. Do you remember what else we did at that one? Uh, uh, I got a hold of that uh, bootleg copy that had gotten on the Internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Played it in the, the, in the lobby. <laughs> we got a big screen TV from somewhere. I don't even know where that big screen comes from. <laughs> we was playing it in the theater, in the lobby, so... Uh, uh, it was a good time, though. But uh, I'm ready for this one. It is it is nice now that we can pre-order these and not have to fight. Even though we had a good time camping out for uh, a few of them, I, we camped out for what was it, Avengers two to get seats when we watched it in Knoxville that time. Yeah, we got the pre. Well, we watched Avengers one and Avengers two. Yeah, it was a marathon. Back back. Yeah, and they didn't do pre-sale. We just got tickets for that one. So. God, that Avengers marathon, though. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> we'll see if we could have done that again. Struggle. We could, and uh, that was... Uh, I, I love doing that stuff, though. Uh, there's nothing better than being in a theater with a bunch of people, like I said, that are like-minded as you, and everybody cheers and gasps for the same thing. And, you know, I remember uh, when we watched Endgame, and 
Black Panther come back, how the entire, you know, the entire oh, yeah. theater was uh, cheering for that, you know, just stuff like that, uh, along with the obvious ones in that one, you know, the, the Thor's Hammer and Avengers Assemble and all that stuff. But Oh, God. That was, oh, yeah, that makes it worthwhile. I mean, yeah. it's just watching a, a movie with other people. But, you know, the thing is... just as excited as you are. When you, when you do a fan event like that or opening night, you, I, I don't worry as much about who's beside me. I mean, it's normally one of you guys, but, you know, other people because they're there well, to you're watch. Well, you're not the one who has to sit next to Brandon. Well, sorry, Brandon. that's all right because <laughs> when we watched... Use the bathroom. <laughs> you know, when we watched Endgame, remember Josh had those two drunk dudes beside him that was he was about ready to punch in the face. Uh, but you know, for the most part, though, when you watch it with at a fan event, you don't have to worry about uh, babies crying and you know all that kind of stuff happening. But uh, oh, by the way, speaking of that, when I watched, I tell you, when I watched the Joker, uh, some uh, lady brought her baby in to the theater. What? Yeah, still in the like in the in the baby seat and everything. I mean like full on, you know like a month months old baby. I'm not talking like a one or two year old. And I was just like, You've got to be kidding me. That's one of my pet peeves always was about working at the theater was uh having to deal with that kind of stuff. But anyway, uh I'm excited. It looks freaking great. Uh I'm scared for three three PO because uh that one little line. I don't know if he'll actually die or not. Uh, there's always a lot of subterfuge with Abrams when you look at those trailers and stuff, which I like. Does it not feel like, though, they're just shoehorning the Emperor in? Did you get that feeling? Because The Last Jedi is such a different movie. And I don't know. Uh, you know what I, I love? I love Last Jedi. I just think like that they're shoehorning this in. Like they're going away exactly from the vision that that Ryan Johnson had, which was yeah. break away. Yeah, it doesn't have to old, be right. You, know, you don't have to be a Skywalker to be a Jedi, and right. all that. Uh, I agree. I I love Last Jedi, uh, but I, I see what you're saying. Uh, I felt like. From that first teaser, that there was some Return of the Jedi vibes in this movie. Yeah. Uh, which you know you got the same vibes from Force Awakens with uh, you know parallel like a new, a new hope. hope. Right. And I think that's why I liked uh, another reason I liked Last Jedi was because it was just so different from you know Empire. It's it's the, it's a completely different thing. Uh, just one of those, but I'm excited. I've got faith in Abrams. I think he's going to do us right, and uh, honestly, I'm ready for something different from Star Wars when this ends, uh, you know, which was what Johnson was pushing for. So I'm excited to see where we go after all this ends. Yeah, but, give me something that's either far, like, flung in the future or... Give me something in the past. I wonder if um, I think Johnson's is going to be something like that. Uh, maybe not far in the future, but you know, it's going to be a different take. Uh, but I wonder if um, uh, Game of Thrones guys, uh, DB Weiss, and I can't. I don't know if I want to watch anything from them anymore after they. Well, I just wonder if they're going to sit there's like in the old Republic type of. Uh, 
setting. You give know me what I'm a straight up bounty hunter movie, man. Give me. Well, we're getting uh, the Mandalorian, which uh, right. I keep hearing. Just or a Yoda movie. I mean, I love to know about Yoda's past and stuff like that. Would you? Yeah. And Waddle, wherever the other dude with the ears was. I think we're done though with those uh, quote unquote quote side stories. Movie-wise, at least. And, you know, I know we're getting the Obi-Wan thing, which, man, I hope oh, they bring back... Uh, I hope they bring back Darth Maul. So, but okay. we'll see. But uh, I'm excited. Uh, we'll be uh, we'll be there. I'm sure most of our listeners will be there as well. Uh, we had some good talks on here on the Facebook page about it this week after it dropped. Uh, other than Regal let me down, the, the you know... It was a good time as always. It's such a uh, anxiety-inducing thing trying to get tickets because you just know Fandango's going to crash at some point or another when you're trying to do it or whichever one you're using. Uh, when I ordered them, I was just sitting there, and it was just spinning and spinning every time I would uh, enter something. I was like, oh, gosh, it's going to crash out. I'm going to lose these seats. But uh, we made it. It took me about 15 minutes total, I think, to get them procured. So... Well, good. I'm we'll glad see. you got them. Thanks for getting them on Payback Friday. Uh, I'm uh, excited to hear what everybody else has to say, and I'm sure we'll hear some, we'll get some hate. Maybe we'll get some hate emails about our love of uh, Last Jedi. I will say one last thing. I'm very sad that our friend Brandon will not be going because I always, no. I always look forward to those times when he stands up at the most climactic part of a movie and leaves or has some mm-hmm. kind of just random off the wall. Like his butthole is like falling out or something. He, well, has to, he has to go to the bathroom. I just think about Endgame when old Captain America shows up at the end and <laughs> the entire theater's <laughs> quiet. And the only thing you hear is Brandon go, is that Joe Biden? <laughs> <laughs> and that's I got so like agitated, but at the same time it's Brandon, and so you can't help but sit there and grin about it. And that's what I did. I'm like, oh my god, this movie's so good, Brandon, you're ruining it. <laughs> that and then you know, <laughs> is that Joe Biden? <laughs> the, the Last Jedi one though was the one that really got me because you're right there at that point when Luke is facing down. That uh, at at and Brandon's like, I'll be right back. I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? You're going right now? He's like, I can't. I can't help it. I drink all that water. <laughs> <laughs> well, but anyway, uh, moving on from uh, Star Wars and all that talk. Uh, what else? You been up to anything else? Nah, not really, man. Just uh, same old, same old. Works good. Life's good, man. About the same for me. Um, I was like I told you, I was excited to sit down and finally uh, watch something other than Friends, which I have no problem watching Friends. But uh, Watchmen, Watchmen, uh, that's going to be my new obsession. I can already tell. I'm pretty much ready to go back and watch that episode again. But uh, uh, other than that, uh, I checked out the new uh, Bloodshot trailer with Vin Diesel because I've always been a big Valiant fan. I've never read any Valiant comics, so I'm I'm out on that. I, when Valiant rebooted in uh, the late or the early '90s with uh, Jim Shooter at the head, uh, I got sucked in, and I have a uh, ton of Valiant comics 
uh, I always liked them. Uh, Mag- it was Magnus and Eternal Warrior, just to name a couple. And of course, Bloodshot was in there. Bloodshot was one of their first original characters that they come out with, and I've always liked that character. Um, I think this is based more on the uh, relaunch that happened a few years back of Valiant Comics, which I read some of them. Uh, so I'm interested to see where it'll go. Um, I'm not the biggest Van Diesel fan, but I'll, I'm going to give it a shot when it comes out. <laughs> I see what I did there. Uh, so, <laughs> so corny. I just now realized that. Like, oh, man, that was terrible. But uh, <laughs> You made up funny. Well, uh, I'm going to give it a shot. Again, I did it. Uh, we'll see. And then uh, I was pretty excited, too. I saw that uh, Wonder Woman 1984, they're going to premiere the uh, first trailer on December 8th at the Brazil CCXP convention. I have no idea what, what? that is. What? Uh, yeah, but I just know that that's when it's going to premiere. And uh, I'm excited. I'm re- really ready to see what they're going to do with that one. Uh, and then one last little thing this week. Uh, news dropped that uh, Studio Ghibli was going to stream all of their movies on HBO Max. And this will be the first time that their movies have ever been streamed. And I had literally read an article the day before that they would probably never stream their movies because they felt like it should be a theater experience, which I agree with. Uh, But now, (laughs) as much as I hate to say it, I'll probably take the plunge and get HBO Max just for that because... uh, Princess Monarchy and Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, My Neighbor, My Neighbor Totoro, uh, and uh, uh, Nausicaa. Code the classic. Va- I love that movie. Really good. Uh, <laughs> Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. Uh, those are some classic movies. Uh, if you've never checked out any. Uh, Juju and the Yellow Bees. Love that one, too. Chipotle <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel. Love that one. <laughs> Professional Relco Shaver Man. Oh. Anyway, these streaming sites are finding ways to pull me in, which we'll talk, we'll bring up a little bit more in the news, but uh, gosh, I'm pretty excited for that. Even though I don't really need HBO Max at all. I don't guess. I don't know. I mean, you get Warner Brothers movies on there, and they've got some good movies. So, uh, that's about it for me, too, though. I picked up the X-Men 1, like we said. Got Valkyrie number 3, and still haven't read King Thor number 1, but I told Mike at the comic shop to go ahead and... Uh, I'm getting pulled back in, Clay, like we keep talking about. I said, go ahead and start getting... I said, get me all the X-Men stuff, and... He laughs just like the drug dealer he is. He yes, knows what he's got us into. He's like... <laughs> I said, just go ahead and start putting Valkyrie and King Thor in there. And then something else will happen, and I'll get something else. And so uh, it's just like it's like an old. Uh, but I don't know. It's like drug game, baby. Yep. But that's about it for me too. Uh, this week, uh, you know, we found out, like we said, about the baby. So that pretty much took up most of their time. Uh, <laughs> I did find it funny. Did I tell you that when we were at the doctor for the to find out the gender of the babies. Well, 
to get it. Well, of course, we didn't find out until later, but uh, my wife's midwife, uh, we went to see her after we got done with the ultrasound, and she had to deliver a baby before we uh, could see her, so it took forever. How dare her? I didn't think we'd ever get home, and I'm sure everybody else didn't think we would either. I would like to thank everybody for toughing it out. I think it was worth it in the long run. So, But uh, that's about it on that front. So uh, let's move into some news this week. Uh, we probably won't spend too much time on any of these. Uh, not much going on other than I noticed once again that I have a lot of Marvel stuff. I'm going to attempt to even if we don't, we may just skip doing news until for a while. I don't know, because it seems like every week we talk about Marvel stuff. But just real quick, uh, there's more of this nonsense going on with uh, A-list directors. Uh, I saw you getting mad about that. Uh, <laughs> I don't get mad. It's just like, uh, it just annoys me. You know, uh, this one, you know, of course... Scorsese had his, and then Coppola come out and said... Uh, what well, Francis Ford Coppola, that, I thought a lot about that, what he said, and I get it. But the challenge to me... It, well, the thing is, he can't. He has no room to talk. He made Godfather there, Part 3, which is garbage. He, he should have never way. made it. He's an idiot for making it. But uh, the thing is, I want to see these guys challenge themselves and do a comic book movie, do something completely different. They're the ones who are the cinema masterminds, right? These guys who make all these masterpieces. I mean, there's one director I know that can do that, and then some, and that is Steven Spielberg. I, I agree. My, and I, I mean... Coppola said they were despicable. Uh, and that well, theme, Godfather Part Three is despicable. Think so. part films. Um, and then... Ken uh, Loach come out and said they were uh, made as commodities like hamburgers. I so, can kind of agree with that, though. I don't know. I just uh, maybe it's just a comic book geek in me. But um, like I said before, I, I love Scorsese's movies. Um, Godfather one and two are two of the best films ever made. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's just annoying. I get tired of uh, you know them knocking something that I love. I guess is what it is. You mean knocking something that them themselves will not try? They it's, won't like go out there and actually try to make like something cool like that. I mean, you know, I mean, Scorsese's built a career off of gangster flicks, and I pretty much can't name, honestly can't name one that I don't like. I don't think. And, I mean, I'm not going to knock him. Like I said last week, I won't knock Coppola. This other dude, I, I don't even know. I was trying to see what it was he has made, and I can't even find it. Uh, but yeah, I was not very familiar with him either, but it's the thing, man. I mean, these types of movies are there for people to enjoy and, and just relax. You know, you spend your hard-earned money on a ticket to a movie, and you just want to, like, let your mind relax and just enjoy something when they haven't put too much thought into it. Right. So. And I'm also on the like mind, like, you know, shut up. Let people enjoy these things. I mean, they're fun. So, I mean, just like their movies are fun. But, again, he made Godfather 3, so a couple can shut up. 
<laughs> that it's a bad movie. I've watched it one time, I believe. And well, I watched it again, and I was like, yeah, it's still a bad so. movie. So, yep. you know, I just, I don't know, it just gets on my nerves that they, I don't know, feel like they need to knock these movies. Uh, and I read somewhere, it's not in this article, but um, they had a good point, you know. These movies are bringing in more people, and, you know, that means more people watching not just Marvel movies or DC movies or whatever comic book movie of the month it is, but, you know, they may see something from one of these guys that they would want to watch at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, that you might not have known about if you hadn't gone to the theater and saw said poster or preview on the on their movie, uh, you know, on a Marvel movie. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited for the Irishman from uh, Scorsese, uh, which comes out I think next month. Uh, so I'm still going to watch it, but you know, it just kind of. I lose a little bit of respect for him, I think, is my biggest problem. Not the Ken Loach guy, because, again, I, his latest movie is Sorry We Missed You. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry I missed him, too. Yeah, I'm sorry <laughs> I missed all your movies, because I have no idea what they are. But Ken anyway. Loach, more like Ken Roach. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Loser! Have, I need to get a soundboard so we can just have all kinds of random sound effects going on. Oh, man, then we're going to sound like a... Uh, Radio yeah, DJs, uh, the uh, AM yeah. uh, Power Hour or whatever. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, more like Ken Roach, you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 oh, all right, anyways, we got Jim Jackson coming up next. All right, we'll be James. Did you guys listen yeah. to the latest episode of Ramblings from Nowhere? They spent 30 minutes doing sound effects, and I had to turn it off. <laughs> Sorry. Mm, they're not funny at all. But uh, mm. uh, Let's see. Moving on from there. Uh, we've got... Uh, this is uh, pretty interesting, and I'm kind of mad that I... I'm not mad, uh, but Verizon uh, customers get a year of Disney Plus for free. If you are on the unlimited service... Um, uh, the new Fios internet and or the 5G home internet. So uh, that's a pretty good deal right there. Yeah. Uh, do you have you got it? You've got Verizon, right? Yeah, I got Verizon. Are you on unlimited? I was actually on a plan with my friend Brian, so he'll probably you know Brian George, so he'll probably get it. <laughs> I mean, you might as well hook me up with your plan, right? I mean, you already bought the stuff, so I don't, I don't know. They they don't say they don't say how it's going to work or anything, but yeah, I mean, you might as well to, put me on the on the plan because on the family plan for the Disney thing, so we can talk about the Mandalorian and all these other great shows. Um, you know, I did the three year thing at uh, I think it was four ninety nine or something like that, so I'm locked in for three years already uh, but I kind of hope that I get reimbursed somehow or another you know that'd be nice since I'm on unlimited but uh, that's a good deal if you're on the fence and you have unli unlimited plan through Verizon 
I would uh, definitely jump on that because uh, that's just too much good content to pass up, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, like you said, I wonder though if it's if how it's gonna, if they're just going to give you a code. Because then you could just give a code to somebody you know you like, whatever, and like here, enjoy this. I don't know you can sell it because they also well, actually, I highly doubt you can sell it. But you get um, if you're on unlimited, you get Apple Music for free too. Um, so, and that you have to, I think you um, you have to go to the website and do a click through thing, I believe, uh, gotcha. because we have um, Apple Music. Uh, on a fa- it's a family thing, and I've tried to do it uh, through mine, but it only qualifies my phone. Wow. Okay. So, because we were going to be, you know, the smart thing would be, well, if we can get it through them for free, why not do that? You know, and quit paying. I think it's fourteen ninety nine a month. So I don't know how they're going to work it. They it doesn't say anywhere in the article. Um how they're going to do it yet. I'm sure we'll start hearing about it before too long. Uh, I did see an interesting thing. Did you see that thing on Netflix uh, where they're going to try to stop uh, password sharing? Yeah. So that kind of sucks. But they said they were losing like $135 million. So, you know, that's so much, but We'll see. They said they were still working out their options on that one. So and Disney already know. like undercutting them anyways. Oh, Disney's uh, Disney flexing their muscle. I'm telling you, I, if I were these other streaming sites right now, um, I would be afraid. And I'm sure you'll start seeing more deals like this cut as we get closer to the release of all these other ones. Because uh, di- that Disney's. I mean, how do you compete with Disney at this point? honestly in anything so I don't know but I mean like I said it's a good deal if you do not if you do have a uh, unlimited plan and you're on the fence about Disney Plus now's your chance to at least try it for a year and then you can watch The Mandalorian and listen to us talk about it plus the <laughs> 10 million other Marvel shows that'll be coming out and there'll be one Kenobi and uh, let's see I see Snow White and Moana here for the kids so you know uh, it's good stuff on there. But uh, continuing on with our Marvel news, uh, one last little bit. Uh, Marvel TV boss Jeff Loeb is to exit. You knew that was going to happen. I knew it. I uh, knew I, it. I wasn't surprised, but I also read a thing that um, this was in the works before uh, Feige was ever announced as uh, taking over the whole thing. I, I think it was inevitable just because... Uh, Marvel TV's not been that good. Uh, I thought that Agents of Shield started strong, and then I, you know, I fell off of it. Uh, the Netflix series, uh, all of them, I thought started strong except for Iron Fist. I never really care for Iron Fist that much, which is a shame because I've always liked that character. But uh, now I. Daredevil was good. I have not watched the final season of Daredevil on there, but I liked seasons you one and two. Quite I only bit. watched the first season of it. I never did watch the second or third season. I never watched The Punisher. I never watched Luke Cage. I watched Punisher. I thought Birth and All was a really good Punisher. 
uh, I liked Luke Cage. That first season was really good. Of course, it had Marshala Ali in it. And he's, uh, you know, he's just money. Oh, it's phenomenal. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It seems like and the Defenders miniseries wasn't that good. You know, there was all the hype leading yep. up to it, and it just kind of sputtered to the finish. Uh, but their the, their TV stuff just has never really caught on, I don't think. And I'm, I just wonder if he misses writing because you know since he took over that role, all he's done is the Marvel TV stuff. I don't, I can't think of a comic book that he's wrote. I'm sure. Name a, a good comic book that Jeff Loeb has been associated with. Superman Blue. Um, Are you sure about that? Like I would say that that's Tim Sale no, that was really the no, force behind all those because no, of his art. No. You got to be like Hush, because that was Jim Lee's art that really carried a. I stood in line with my wife to meet um, Jeff Loeb and Jeff Johns when we were in Chicago at the mm-hmm. Wizard World, and it wasn't Superman because Captain America was blue, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Superman one they did. What I can't remember the name of it right now. Him and Cell did, but anyway. We stood in line, and I was telling her, because this is right after he had lost his son to leukemia. Right. And he had a short story in it that I let Claire read while we were in line, and it literally brought her to tears while she was reading it. It was probably the best Superman story I can think of reading. It was just a little short story. Yeah. Uh, but I've always liked all of his uh, seasons ones. Um I think he's a good writer. Uh, but anyway, you know what I'm saying. I mean, he hasn't done anything. Do you think he – I just wonder if he misses that side of it. Or maybe he's just won it out. Supposedly he's sticking another deal. That's what I read as well. So With Marvel? I would, not, not with Marvel, with something else, like a creative deal. Mm-hmm. So, so. I don't know. Um, I, I, like you said, though, it doesn't surprise me. I mean – uh, Kevin Feige, I'm sure he's going to come in and uh, do his thing. Well, obviously they already are because of all the Disney Plus stuff. I mean, you I know, stay away from comics though. Ugh. I hope he does, like we said. Uh, time will tell. I'm hoping that he just lets the comic side be the comic side. So we'll see, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens after this with like. Daredevil, all those street level ones that they used at Netflix. Uh, there's a big grassroots to keep uh, what's his name who played Daredevil as Daredevil. Uh, I, his name slips. Something Cox or no, but him and I really thought that Bertha and all. Oh, I thought it was Charlie Cox or maybe Charlie. It is Charlie something. But anyway, uh, I really thought that him and uh, John Bertha and all as uh, Punisher were spot on. Well, actually. Most of that casting in all those series was good, except for uh, the dude that played uh, Danny Rand. I just did not, that that Iron Fist show just did not click for me at all. So, but anyway, uh, we'll see what happens. So, that's about it. i got one other little thing here, Clay, I just wanted to bring up because I don't know if it's true or not, but anytime you see something about Diablo 4, it's worth mentioning uh, it looks like it was leaked in an art book that's coming up. 
uh, no confirmation, of course, from Blizzard or anything, but uh, uh, if a Diablo 4 is coming out, uh, just let me know when I can pre-order it and take my money. I know. I'm not too happy with Blizzard right now with all that stuff and censoring people and China. I know. I know. Just China and whatnot, so. Yeah, I, I, I don't like what they did either. Uh, that's all on the Hearthstone side of things, which uh, yeah. I have purged from my life, so I've not been following it as closely as I used to, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's Diablo He's 4. He's a rehabilitated man. It's Diablo 4, so, you know, uh, I put I put well over 200 hours on the PC on Diablo 3, and then another 150, maybe even 200 hours on Xbox when it come out on consoles. So, I love that game, and any chance I get to play a Diablo game, I'm up for. So... We'll see. But I just want to throw that out there because it's exciting. Even among, I'm like sure you said. It's still far out, so there'll probably be some time before it's actually released. I'm well, sure. we'll find out because BlizzCon is uh, coming up next month, first of next month. Uh, so we'll see what's happening. Maybe. I don't know. They may be protesting that thing like crazy. I'm sure they will be, yep. actually. So we'll see uh, what happens there. But. Diablo 4, that's all I can say on that one. I'm excited. <laughs> I love it. Dungeon uh, Crawler. Oh, man. Uh, we started playing, or we're about to start playing Torchlight 2. You should get that. It's four players. It's a Diablo-style game. I don't uh, think I can get into anything that's not Champions of Norrath, you know? Oh, man, that was such a good game. I wonder how many hours we put into it. That was before they kept up with hours. God, man. Man, we played that one nonstop. I miss Cat's Co-op days. Sometimes. So, well, you know, but, you know, speaking you of that, you know, like, go ahead. Just say you don't miss being in front of an old TV, small, small, small TV playing football together. I do that. But I uh, felt like it was Christmas when you got your uh, that I TV. I remember, I was about to say, you remember when we went and rented uh, uh, Gauntlet? Was it Legends or something oh, like that? God. And we yeah, had... Because we played the crap out of the thing. Well... We had, no, we had my little 13-inch TV, and then we took another little, like, maybe even, like, a 10-inch TV. We had it on the GameCube and on the Xbox yeah. playing at the same time. I'm at pretty same sure. Time. We had three consoles going. Yeah. And three little... Jackie played with somebody. Uh-huh. We, we had three little TVs set up throughout that little uh, little apartment. God, <laughs> oh, that was so funny. And then we graduated to that humongous, uh, how big was that thing? I don't know. It was 42 like, what, 30, 30, 30, Maybe it's 38. Yeah, probably. Here I am with my 55-inch, like, you yeah. know, 4K TV. But, man, when we got that thing, it was like, oh, it was eye-opening. So, God, it was so great, though. But, yeah, I, I miss Couch Co-op for some stuff. I was just thinking, you know, we're getting ready to do this uh, Extra Life stuff. And we're trying to nail down all the logistics on it and everything. But I've got uh, Overcooked. On uh, Xbox One, which yep. would be a great uh, couch co. Well, it's only couch co-op the first one, so that will that that would be a good one to play when we get ready to do all that stuff. Which we'll be hopefully dropping more info on before too long. It is going to happen on November second. Uh, we have a we have a full day of board games planned, and then we have a we have. 
a hotel room that we've got a, a suit, I believe, a suite, I mean, and a suit. <laughs> it's been a long week. Leave me alone. But we've we've uh, we've got a hotel room, and we're going to keep going from there. We'll be live streaming a lot. I hope. And play on a hotel TV. <laughs> well, I hope to. Uh, I figured oh, God, we could bring funny. we could bring one system. We could bring like a, just one Xbox because we'll have a lot of board games and stuff that we can keep playing too. So uh, there's even talk of some Dungeons and Dragons being played. Okay. So after we get done with the uh, the first part of it, retiring to the hotel and continuing and doing some Dungeons and Dragons and all that stuff. So uh, we just got to get some logistics down because at some point somebody will have to sleep to get us home because I'm not doing another Atlanta movie marathon trip and then driving home right no. afterwards. Uh, Gross. It, it was terrible. I felt like we were drunk. I, thought, I, I was thinking maybe shifts or something like that, you know what I'm saying? So, but anyway, we'll have more info on that uh, here before too long. Uh, and we'll try to get a. You can link your fundraiser to Facebook now. They've uh, got a new thing where you can do that. So we can. I'm hoping we can have a fundraiser thing up on there and be able to live stream through that. Depending on what the hotel uh, internet speeds are. So, we'll see. They're going to. Probably be crappy. I don't know. Some of them are good. I'm, but I would almost uh, shill out the extra money because, you know, you can always pay. Uh, I can't remember how much it is. It varies. But you can pay to get the high-speed Internet. So, uh, I mean, you know, if you split it between four or five people, you're looking at, what, a few bucks a piece. So right. it wouldn't be too terrible. But we'll see. Uh, we'll have more info on that as it gets closer, I hope. Uh, but anyway, let's move on into our main event for this week. Uh, we have talked about the past week's slasher flicks and sci-fi horror flicks. And this week we have gone with uh, Supernatural, which is kind of broad in terms. But uh, I just felt like we would want to talk about those some. Uh, I sent you a list over. Uh, like we've been doing, we probably won't. We, obviously, we won't go down and talk about every movie on here, but we'll pick out, pick and choose some of our favorites as we go through it. Uh, it's about the best list because I kept pulling up these lists and they had random movies that had no need to be at like their number one. Of course, most of these lists are done by whoever, so you know, we'll see. But. Uh, do you have I mean, any? Start off talking about the Exorcist, right? I mean, that's that's up there. Is that your number one? I would think so, man. Uh, it's <laughs> it's it's a delightful movie. It's it's messed up in all kinds of ways, but yeah, sure. This uh, on this list that we're looking at, uh, they've got it at number two with The Shining at number one. I think uh, those could be those could go either way. Yeah, I can agree with that. Let me just go ahead. I'll give you the top five. I'll give you the top ten that they've got. And then we can work back and talk about some of these and some of the other ones throughout the list. Uh, number ten, they got The Haunting. Godzilla. Yeah. Sorry. The Haunting <laughs> from 1963. Uh, I never watched it. Don't Look Now from 1973. Uh, the Evil Dead from 81, which, of course, that's our uh, famous, uh, or our favorite director, Sam Raimi. 
who we can't stop talking about. Uh, then we got The Innocence at 61, or from 61 at number 7. Uh, Army of Darkness, again from Sam Raimi at number 6. That's from 92. Man, that movie's that old. Wow. What? Uh, Army of Darkness would come out oh, in 90, yeah. 92. I always forget that. Uh, number 5, you've got Evil Dead 2 from 1987. Again, Sam, Sam Raimi is... Uh, He's got a lock on this bottom half of the top ten on here. Uh, number four, Rosemary's Baby. Okay, well, Rosemary's Baby, dude. God, that's such a good yeah. movie. You, I, I mean, first of all, Roman Polanski's a piece of crap, but that movie, yeah. hell, Satan. It, yeah. it just—it's one of those movies again where you know you're, you're they drop hints that something's not right, it's, and then when you figure out what's going on, it, it drops it on its head, you know, and. <laughs> I think a lot of that one for me was always that that dread you felt, kind of like on the back of your neck type of thing. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, that slow build for it. Um, really, these top four, you can make an argument for any one of them to be at number one. Uh, some people probably won't agree with, with number three. Uh, number three, Suspiria from 77, uh, Dario Argentino. Argento, I mean. Sorry, yeah. but uh, have you ever seen it? Never have. And I do need to take the time to watch it. Uh, um, I think it's a good movie. It's uh, it's it's different. Uh, I have not watched the remake. I've not heard good things about the remake. Uh, considering the remake is like two and a half hours, I think, and the original is only an hour and a half, that tells you a lot. Uh, but... Uh, it's really good. Really good. It's probably his best movie. Uh, number two on here is The Exorcist, and then number one is The Shining. So, I mean, that's pretty decent. Top ten. I think when we start rolling and naming off so well, like at number 12, they got Poltergeist. That's, <laughs> Karen! That's uh, probably one of my... That's one of the first... Uh, movie crewed me out as a kid. Yeah, it, that's one of the first scary movies I remember. It came out in 82, and that's one of the first scary movies I remember that really messed with my head back then. Uh, like, when that dude's, uh, when they're in the in the kitchen, and uh, is that is that when the dude's face melts off or something like that? It's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, I think it is. But you know what I'm talking about, and it just freaked me out. But uh, that's an excellent movie. But anyway, back up here, I was just saying, like I was saying, when you start scrolling down through here, there's some that I think on our personal list would obviously get moved up as you go. But, um, man, Rosemary's Baby, Suspiria, The Exorcist, and The Shining. That's a, that's a hard top four movies to beat right there when you think about all time. Uh, I agree. Uh, talking about The Exorcist, gosh, man. That movie, I was. It took me a long time to sit down and watch that movie. It what what to, is it? The the special cut, the director's cut that has her coming down like uh, yes, crab leg. Yes, coming down the stairs, and that. And I there's watched, also those weird like skulls that you can see. Like you can see little images so, in the background, like little ghosts and stuff. Okay, let me tell you this. We were when I was in high school. We were over at my friend's house, and we were watching this, and. It was towards the beginning of the movie, but I'm getting chill bumps thinking about it. Uh, we were watching it, and 
his uh, parents said uh, they called for us and said come get some dinner we were all uh, staying over there and they said come get some dinner so we paused the movie and it paused on one of those uh, faces Ooh. and scared the ever living crap out of every one of us I don't think oh, we, that's I don't think we could finish watching it that night but uh, that movie and that part with where she crab walks down the steps oh it's so sudden we got that you remember when we got that at the theater uh, yep. they re-released it and we had it at the theater I watched it by myself and I had to get up and walk out of the theater for a second after that it freaked me out because I didn't know that part was in there you know uh, hey I can't remember which Exorcist sequel it is though but it's the one where they're in the hospital have you ever seen it and it's, it's very quiet and you know it's just nothing's really going on but the camera starts just slowly going down the hallway I think and people three. are just I think you're thinking of three dude that is creepy as yeah. crap when she that nurse turns around that dude all of a sudden comes over there with a knife you're like oh yeah. god I'm pretty sure it's three I haven't seen oh. it in a long time because two is like look uh, that up just google that it no, is so it's I, so scary I know exactly which part you're talking about but uh oh. so well done you know the same with the shining uh, I had a hard time getting through it as a kid, too. Man, it used to freak me out when them two little girls would come riding down the hallway on those uh, little tricycle things. Yep. Gosh. Uh, it's not as bad now, but, uh, man, that was a good... That's, both those <laughs> movies were... I, I mean, I sit here getting, like, chill bumps just keep rolling when I think about them. Uh, it really makes me when I think about this. I just get off subject a little bit, but it really makes me want to watch that Doctor Sleep movie. Uh, it looks really good. So, but I think you could flip flop either one of those. I think I would go with. I don't know. I look down here at Rosemary's Baby, and you can make a strong argument for it being, being a hell too. Satan man. I haven't seen any of these in a long time, but uh, uh, gosh, good movies. Uh, moving on. let's look down here let's talk about these Sam Raimi movies uh, Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 are pretty much the same movie to me right. other than a few little I mean Evil Dead 2 expands on the whole thing and of course you get the part where he chops his hand off and all that stuff that's another one where we've talked about a lot with these scary movies where the uh, box art for it scared the crap out of me uh, but, but Army of Darkness though is a completely different tone though. I, yeah, it's still got its scary. It's I, I it's look at it more. It, it's supernatural, but it's more of a comedy. I mean, you, it leans hard into the comedy. Yep. Uh, I think really, the first one is like the true horror movie of the three when you think about it, because mm -hmm. Evil Dead Two is a, is a pretty freaking funny too. Like when he's fighting his own hand when it becomes possessed and all that stuff. So even the remake with the female ass is really good, man. man. Remake. There's some oh. there's some cringeworthy stuff in that one. I haven't watched it in stab a long time. Stab herself or yeah. stab her tongue with that razor. Oh yeah. no. Uh, I always hoped for a sequel to that one, but it just never did happen. Uh, rolling down through here, we talked about Poltergeist a little bit. Uh, Cabin in the Woods is on here. Uh, I need to watch that again. Uh, it had that big twist in it. We've talked about it. Uh, Carrie at number 17. Oh, yeah. Uh, Most definitely Carrie. <laughs> I used to... 
I used to fast forward to the end of it and just watch the end of it because I was uh, I didn't want to sit through the entire movie. I have way more respect <laughs> for it now. But you know what I'm saying? Because the end of it, right. of course, when she goes to the prom is when everything just goes nuts. But uh, uh, I forgot that was Brian De Palma that did that. Uh, that's a good movie. I always liked it. I never did care for the remakes on that one, though. Uh, then they got The Omen at 18. Did you ever see The Omen? Uh, no, I have not. You know, I don't That's think I've... That's the son of Satan, right? Like the yeah. kid? Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched the whole thing either. I don't believe. Uh, or any of the sequels, for that matter. There was like four of them for that one. Then they've got... Let's see, moving down through here, they show Nightmare on Elm Street. See, they got Creep Show on here. That's what's the problem with these lists and stuff. Uh, Creep Show is... Uh, is the Blair Witch Project on there? Uh, yeah, we were going to get to it. We can talk. Uh, here's a John Carpenter, Prince of Darkness. Uh, that's a pretty freaky it. movie. It's good. Uh, let's talk about... Oh, uh, here's one that I do not like. Did you ever see uh, It Follows? Yeah, I liked it. No, I did not did not care for that movie. I get a lot of flack oh, for that. I loved it. No, it didn't do nothing for me. I thought it was dumb. I liked the fact that it was like set in like an alternate like universe, though. It wasn't like... A, you didn't exactly know. It was like set during the 80s, but they had cell phones and stuff. Yeah, it was stupid. I didn't like it. Well, I it was good. That's just me, again. Uh, like I said, I catch a lot of flack for it, but I, it, it just did not click with me at all. Uh, in the Mouth of Madness, another John Carpenter... I have decided uh, John Carpenter is one of my favorite directors. When I when we've been going through this stuff, and of course his stuff comes up in here a lot. He his movies, John Carpenter, or I mean, In the Mouth of Madness is the one with Sam Neill in it, and it's it's uh, it's out there. It's a good one. Uh, they got the Frighteners, Peter Jackson, Michael J. Fox. Uh, I always liked that movie. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's good. Yep. yep. Coming at 32, uh, 33, another John Carpenter, The Fog. That's probably my least favorite one of his. It's about yeah. about the pirates and everything. Yeah. I was never a big fan of that. Uh, they got It from 2017, uh, number 36. I can see that. That's a fine movie. I'd rather put the whole thing together and watch it as one movie. <coughs> and then you get something I heard like Sleepy Hollow. Ugh, gross. Don't even understand. And I am a Tim Burton defender. I don't think that's a bad movie, but I don't see it, you know, in this list that we're supposed to be talking about here. Uh, did you ever watch Hereditary? Okay. I love Hereditary. Uh, is, it, is it Ari Aster is his name? I can't yeah. remember his last yeah. name. Did you watch his new movie? I can't remember yeah. the name of it, right? Is it yeah, what's the name it. of it? <laughs> uh, Midsummer. Thank you. Midsummer. I think it's something else, man. I need uh, to watch it. Um, this first of all, you need to watch Hereditary. Hereditary I've seen dude, it. It's, I've seen it. Oh God, it's um, such a good movie. Oh, it's so messed up. It it made me feel bad watching it. In a it, hell, Paymon. Yeah, in a good way. You know what I'm saying? But I just felt kind of dirty after watching it. Uh, it's. Uh, Man, it's a mind bender of a flick. Well, when you have a character that you think is very crucial to the plot and die literally yeah. suddenly, and Grusom, it was gruesomely, God. But you know, it's pretty de- decisive too. A lot of people do not like it. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was good. It it went some places. 
especially in that last that final act. Man. <laughs> Another one of those you just don't expect it to be what it's going to be. At I all. love movies like that. Yeah. God. I remember I felt like taking a shower after watching it. It was just like, uh, what did I just do? I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, but uh, it's one of those that I would, uh, if you're into these types of movies, you need to watch it at least once. Uh, just just because. <laughs> it's something else. I need to watch Midsummer. Okay, Midsummer Man, I, God, I, uh, it's good. I, but the thing is, I mean, I should, I've only watched it once. I'm going to mm-hmm. have to watch it again. I'll watch it with you, but it's... It's one of the perfect breakup movies. I'll just Excuse say that. So it's a very good breakup movie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Uh, Forty-one. We got Hellraiser popping up on the list. We've talked about Hellraiser a lot. Uh, like I said before, that movie used to freak me out. Just the previews alone, when it showed that dude had been scanned completely and all that stuff. Uh, I would like to go back and watch it. I haven't seen it in a long time. It came out in 87. Gosh, I'm getting old. Uh, then 42 is The Witch. Did you ever see The Witch? Nope. I think that's another Ari Aster. Okay. No. Uh-uh. Robert Eggers. Uh, oh, he's okay. the dude. He's the dude that... Uh, have you seen the previous that movie, The Lighthouse? Lighthouse. Yeah, he's yes. the one that did it. I want to see The Lighthouse. Uh, I am not a fan of this movie. I thought I was going to be a fan from the, from the previews for it the trailer when I watched it but uh, again this is another one that just didn't click with me uh, it's not terrible but it, I don't know if I was expecting something different or what but uh, I, it just doesn't do it for me and I know a lot of people do like it I'll probably catch some flack for that but that's alright uh, The Babadook comes in at 46 did you ever see that? Good. yeah I liked it it's alright uh, I thought it was a little uh I think the hype kind of ruined it for me because it was so hot about how good it was and stuff uh, that it was uh, that it didn't live up to those expectations for me. But again, I didn't think it was terrible or anything. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, 48, they got Bubba Hotep. <laughs> yeah, that, it's been a long time since I watched it. Oh, just- man. One movie, though. I think we watched that together. I think I bought it. Uh, I remember I, I owned it, I know. And I think I I bought it and we watched it. But, uh, you know, anytime you get Bruce Campbell playing Elvis in a elderly home with... Uh, who else was in that? I can't remember. I, can't I know they were fighting a mummy, though. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I recommend that just for the Bruce Campbell part of it. Uh, 50 is The Conjuring. This movie is uh, one of my favorite of the recent ones of these supernatural flicks. I love this movie and The Conjuring 2, which is on here lower. But uh, both these movies, uh, I've always been fascinated with the Amityville Horror, which, of course, that's in Lorraine Newman. We're tied with that. And uh, this movie uh, just clicked for me. I love it. I think... uh, uh, Vera Farminga is uh, great in it. Patrick Wilson's great in it. Uh, can't say enough about it. I actually need to go back and watch it. Did you ever, have you ever seen it? I never got into those. I, I don't know. I just haven't had the time to guess watch some movies. But um, I guess maybe I, is it on any streaming services? I don't know, but I can give you my voodoo. Uh, <laughs> voodoo. 
password and you can watch it until they quit letting us share passwords and stuff. But uh, it's uh, I, I enjoy it. It's just it's really good. Uh, I think it's uh, I, you know they created that whole universe around that with the two conjurings. I think I said this before the two conjurings and all the Annabelle stuff and the nun. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Are they all rip off or not rip? They are all in the same kind of yeah. self-contained universe. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Well, I mean, um, of course, it all spins out of this because the Annabelle doll is in uh, the Ed and Lorraine uh, Museum, which is a real place that I would like to go to. And you can actually see the doll. And so it kind of spun from there, and then they did the Nun spinoff. But uh, I've never gotten into any of the other stuff. Uh, just the two main films and there's a third one coming out before too long but um, if you've not seen it give it a shot I think it's it, it, like I said it's my favorite that's some of my favorites of this newer stuff uh, The Others comes in at 52 Nicole Kidman uh, I watched that but I don't it, I, it didn't I don't really, remember it <laughs> it don't it come out in 2001 I remember because we had it at the theater and I have a poster for it, but uh, obviously it didn't click that much with me because I can't remember a thing about it. So, it's a haunted house film is what it says on here. Drag oh, Me to oh. Hell, another Sam Raimi flick. Uh, did you ever see that? I don't know why you continue to let Brandon. He's going to be so happy that you're talking about him so much. Well, you know. See, I told you. Uh, but, hey, that's a good movie, though. I enjoyed it. I never did, I never did watch it. Uh, nope. The ending of it is really good. It it It's got a nice little swerve at the end of it. I enjoyed uh, here we go. Uh, number 54, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. We've talked about that a lot, but I just wanted to throw it out there because it's such a good movie. <laughs> as soon as I said it, it popped in my head where the Freddy has the uh, needles for his claws and he sticks them in the grill and kills her. That's good stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, 55, you know, I forgot that John Carpenter directed Christine. Really? Yes, I'd forgotten all about that. Uh, man, that's a good movie, too. I haven't seen it in a long time. Any killer car movie from Stephen King is going to be something special. <laughs> so that's another one, though. I would uh, always like the whole movie, but I would always fast-forward to the end to watch where the car like just loses it and starts killing everybody. Uh, let's see. Going down through here a little bit. Troll Hunter. Gosh, that's a good movie. Man. I have watched Troll Hunter. That is really good. Man, I love. It. I don't. Uh, I don't know if it's really a horror movie, but if you've never seen Troll Hunter, uh, what about what about Ernest Scared Stiff? They have that one. No, not yet. Now it may be towards the bottom. We're only in the '60s, so you know. '62 uh, is not breed. Clive Barker. That's a that movie used to freak me out. Uh, I forgot David Cronenberg was in that till I saw this, and now I remember his character and everything. Uh, I used to get Fangoria, the magazine, and it's first time, and they showed some pictures from this, and man, the pictures alone scared me to death, but I had to watch it. Um, I picked it up not too long ago on Blu-ray. Still a good movie. I don't know if it's as good as it was then. You know how it is, but uh, I enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, you got 65 as the original Pet Cemetery. Uh the one thing that always ingrained in my head with that one is uh, when the kid cuts uh, old man's Achilles heel. Oh, man, it hurts so bad Ooh. every time. Ooh. Gosh. 
I don't think the movie's that good. I've never been a super big fan of it, but that part always got me. Of course, that was, uh, what's his name? Fred Gwynn, who played Herman Monster. Munster. So Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? I had yeah. no idea. Yep. Uh, 66 is Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Uh, they just put all the Hellraiser movies in there? No, because the rest of them are terrible after that. I think Hellraiser 2 is my favorite one because uh, that's when they go to Hellraiser World that I can't remember the name of because it's been so long since I've seen it. Uh, here we go. Here's two random ones. At number 67, you got Paranorman, which is a cartoon. Yeah. And then at 68 is Gremlins 2, the new batch. <laughs> really? How do you put Gremlins 2 above Gremlins in the first place? I don't know. How does it even it, <coughs> excuse me, secondly, how does it even end up on this list? Uh. That's straight up <laughs> Gremlins 2 straight up slapstick slapstick comedy. Oh, I agree. I'll give you know, you. Is it Hulk Hogan that made out with the No, it wasn't Hulk Hogan that made it. It didn't make out. He's in it. The, He's in the movie the, though. Yeah. Who was the female gremlin like corners? Never mind. It was so, it wasn't Hulk Hogan. I'm, no, I'm thinking Hulk Hogan. I know what you're talking about. I, who is? It? I can't remember. Maybe it's John Glover. I'm just looking at his name on here. <laughs> I think that's who it is actually. Because remember, John Glover is like the head of the company or whatever. Yeah. I think that's who it is. Now I think I haven't seen Gremlins two in a long time. Uh, Sixty nine is the Ring, the remake. Uh, with Man, Matt, that Matt was so. Good Gore Verbinski. Yeah, that was a good movie. God, man, I don't think it holds up as well now. What? Go watch it. It does. I've watched it, and it's not. I mean, after you watch it the first time, I think it loses some of that appeal. I'm not saying it's a bad movie at all, because I remember when we watched it at the theater, and it scared the crap out of every one of us. Well, you know when she when the kids all uh, you know they think they saved uh, Mm -hmm. what was her name, Sir Samara. Yeah. They think that she's been saved. He's like, no, she's, you know, she always, she never sleeps. I guess is what he said, whatever. And then you're like, oh crap, you know yeah. that that sense uh, of foreboding. Like, yeah. no, it's a good movie. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't think it. I think it loses some of that luster uh, after you watch it after that first viewing. Yeah. Uh, Seventy is Stephen King's It, the TV miniseries. Um, that's still one of my all-time favorite miniseries. Uh, but I think a lot of that has to do with uh, the book itself because I love the book and uh, this this is more in line with the book than the uh, new movies just by the fact that, uh, you know, in the book it's set in the 50s when they're kids and then, of course, quote-unquote, uh, present day. So I like the parallels in that. But anyway... Uh, still a good movie. Tim Curry is awesome in that as uh, Pennywise. 71's Candyman. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to get down here. Uh, we got some Jason Lives at 75. Of now, course. This is the one I don't understand. At 76, they've got the Amityville Horror. The original. It's 1979. That movie absolutely freaked me out as a kid. I would put it in my top ten. I don't, I don't know if it would make my top five or whatever, but that movie used to scare me to death. Uh, I still remember the scene with the flies and how freaky all that was and so on and so forth. Uh, I really liked that movie. 
I never really watched the original. I've I watched the remake, but remake's okay. But um, the original still, it it it's still excellent. I mean, it's got James Brolin, Mar- uh, Margo Kidder, and uh, Rod Steiger in it, so uh, it's good. Gosh, James Brolin is just so good in that movie. Uh, Seventy-seven, they got Child's Play. Uh, I never have cared for when we talked about it before. Uh, 78 is Salem's Lot. I don't think I've ever watched it. Well, I haven't either. Uh, it's I, Stephen King book, right? Yeah, it's Stephen King book. Uh, 79, our first Kevin Bacon movie, uh, Stir of Echoes. Yeah, he shows dingling in that one too, doesn't he? Uh, well, I mean, it's Kevin Bacon, so, you know, it's it's in there somewhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't it, have to look hard to find no. Kevin Bacon's dingling. It's there. Uh, here you go. Eighty-one is Exorcist three. Um, I remember, like you said, that part. You know, in the hospital. Oh, man, it's one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Yeah. It just because it it just I don't know. It's uh, it's just well done. I'd like to go back and watch it. I've never been a fan of Exorcist two. That's the heretic. That's the one. Yeah. That, it's got Linda Blair in it again. Uh, three's the one that focuses on the priest. If I remember right, it's been a long time right. since I've seen it. But yeah, uh, man, that part you're talking. See, I, we were talking about it. And I got chill bumps again. That's how freaky that part is. Uh, Eighty-two is Stephen King's The Stand, uh, the TV series. I haven't watched that. I don't think since it come out on TV. Uh, I know they're doing a remake of it, or they're trying to get it up and going. Eighty-three is Creep Show Two. I've always liked Creep Show Two. Uh, did you ever see it? I did not. Man, that wouldn't... Okay, so it was three stories. Um, one of them was about uh, this sludge monster on a lake. And these teenagers are out there swimming, of course. And it's got one of those little uh, floating docks out in the middle of the lake, you know? Yeah. And they swim out to it. And I still remember clean, clear as day, like... The girl lays down. Of course, she's laying in the sun, and she lays her face down, and the sludge monster comes up between the things and, like, grabs her and all this stuff. Uh, oh, fun. And then there's, <laughs> yeah, it has a nice little twist at the end of it. And then there's one about a wooden Indian that kills people. That's really good. And then the third what? one, I can't remember what the third story in that one was about. It seems like it was about a hitchhiker or something. Uh, I never did like the third one as much as the first two. The wooden Indian one and that sludge monster thing was, uh, those were good. Uh, Demon Knight, is it 84? Demon Knight. Now, here we go. This is the one we wanted to talk about. 87 is the Blair Witch Project. I don't know why I want to talk about it so much, but it does stick with me because I remember seeing the preview for it on HB, or on, excuse me, on MTV. Well, they had the MTV news article about it, whatever. But it was just interesting because I was like, man, this seems, like, legit scary. Like, mm-hmm. I was freaked out by just hearing this woman, like, break down crying and stuff like that. But my dad took us, and I just remember sitting there, like, you know, you kind of bored at first. But, man, it's mm-hmm. another movie which does a great job of just leaving the ending up to your imagination. That's creepy, man, you know, because you hear the stories about her, about the witch, and everything goes down right at the end, you know, the mm-hmm. girl can't find the dude. Dude's screaming. Then she sees her boyfriend in the corner. 
and then she gets knocked down, and then the end. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's so well done. Um, I remember when I remember the lead up to it, and how uh, all that all the uh, talk was that this is based on a true story, that this is real, and so on and so right. forth. You know, and uh, I went and watched it at the theater, the couple at the Highland Ten at the time, and the theater was packed. I mean, like there was people sitting in the aisles, packed type of thing, you know. Oh yeah. And man, that movie freaked me out. I'm not the world's biggest found footage fan. Uh, it's not my favorite genre, but uh, gosh, like you said, the build up. Like, was it? It was so crazy. Like when they were in the tent, and you know, oh, yeah. stuff was beating on the tent, and so on and so forth. But then, like you said, at the end of it, uh, man, it was just like that's when you see that dude standing with his back to you, and you're just like, oh crap. Yeah. And then I remember we drove back to Jamestown, and that's like a 45 minute drive, and we talked about it all the way back, and. By the time we got back home, of course, I live in the woods, and it, it, we had freaked ourselves out. So, like, we pulled up at the house, and we all was like, okay, on three, we're going to get out of this flipping car, and we're going to run as fast as we can to the house and get inside. Because, man, it was <laughs> completely different from anything else at the time, you know, when you're looking at horror movies and stuff. Because uh, that's the first real found footage movie I remember and then of course I topped it when I purchased Hannibal or Cannibal Holocaust and yeah. we were never the same since then yeah, because Ooh. man uh, but yeah that movie was uh, it something else again it loses some of its luster you know after you've seen it once but I I, I guarantee if I went and watched it today that uh, I would still get chill bumps at the end of it when you see that dude you know, standing in the corner. I got chill bumps when they showed the the uh, video game trailer. And didn't it show somebody man, in the corner of that? I played a little. I played a little bit of that video game trailer, and I was like, man, or the video game itself. Uh-huh. I can't. I, I have to play it with somebody else. These scary games, I cannot play by myself anymore. Is it pretty scary? Ha- yeah, it's pretty moody. We need to bring it for extra life. Yeah, that'd be fun. I, and that one, uh, that, oh well, we're getting off topic, but um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's, it looks good, but yeah. And then they came out with a sequel to it, which was God, the, uh, terrible just the realistic, yeah, yeah. try to be realistic. Just a standard, it, it was a standard movie, you know, no yeah. found footage or anything like that. I thought it was. But, geni- uh, I always thought it was genius how they, you know, uh, all the hype leading up to that, and had people believing that that was a, you know. This was a real thing that actually happened. You know, this was actual found footage and all that stuff. So, uh, uh, it was great. Good good on them. I mean, uh, I don't know if I'll... You know, that's one of those movies that I'll always remember, you know, how I felt after watching it because, man, it was just something else. Uh, let's see. Moving on. We got... Did you ever see House or House 2? Either one of them. No, it wasn't about man. Those movies are great. I, uh, it's about a haunted house, and it just—it's so loopy. Uh, I like House Two better than House One, but uh, 
both those movies. I need to go back and watch them. I used to watch. I had the House Two comic book adaptation from Marvel, and uh, <laughs> I wish I could find it. Man, it was. The, I, I've always had a special place for uh, House Two, just because it's it's got a undead cowboy in it. So that, if that tells you anything, undead that, cowboy. That, that, that's a good guy. That's the main character's grandfather, if I remember right. It's been, like I said, it's been a long time since I've watched it. But uh, both those movies are haunted house type flicks. Uh, Pumpkinhead. I never was a big fan of Pumpkinhead. Never did nothing for me. That's ninety three. Ninety four is Insidious. Did you ever see Insidious? Nope. That's all those new age uh, scary films, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it was Insidious that I watched, and I didn't care for it that much. Uh, Prophecy at number 95, which is a Christopher Walken flick. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's about a fallen angel. The first one was always really good. I like Prophecy now that I think about it. Uh, Conjuring 2 comes in at 98. Uh, I think it should be higher, but again, that's just because I like those movies so much. And then... At 100 on here is Burnt Offerings. I don't think I've ever seen it. So that's it for that list. Um, let's talk a little bit. You brought it up real quick uh, about Cannibal Holocaust and that whole found footage thing. Because, Ooh. man, that movie is not scary, what? but it is cringeworthy as just about anything. It's disturbing. Yeah, it's it disturbing. Is. I mean, yeah. it's a... It's in its own like genre. It's cannibal films, and mm-hmm. so I heard about it when we used to. I know me and you used to go to uh, ain'titcoolnews.com and read up about all kinds of just geeky stuff. And I heard about how it was coming to America finally, and how it is like one of the more messed up movies out there that anybody could watch. And so my my stupid self was like, sure, I'll go see if our local Sam Goody has it. And lo and behold, they did, and so I bought it. And boy, is it messed up. You knew uh, you knew you were in for something different when they killed that turtle at the beginning of the movie. And they actually killed a real turtle. Yeah, yes. They got in trouble for that. Yeah, that's actually like real. actual stuff happening, which makes you think when you get into the actual cannibal stuff that you know what? Mm-hmm. Oh man! Yeah, everybody getting their stuff chopped off. Yeah, and then just <laughs> uh, God, just whatever, man. Uh, unless you're into, you know, that, uh, I don't really think of it as, like, the torture porn subgenre type of deal, but, like, it, you know, if, unless you're into, like, that mutilation type of uh, scary uh, stuff, I don't even think it's scary. I think it's just gross, really, the more I think about it. Uh, but, man, it's <laughs> I just think about that turtle all the time. Anytime we talk about that movie, I think about that poor turtle. And the soundtrack, boo! Yeah. It was all, like, very happy. Like, people getting their heads cut off and stuff, and they're getting eaten by these cannibals. And it's... it's, Whoever did the the special effects makeup on that is a very special person. Yeah. Because it is very gruesome. Yeah, very graphic, very gross. Yeah. There's like the green flame. Did you watch that? Uh, yeah, I know which one you're talking uh, about. Uh, God. That's the Eli Roth one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the boo. You know what that made me think of? Yeah. What? Uh, you remember when we watched that movie uh, that was supposed to be scary as well? The Cave. Did <laughs> 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 the same oh thing, man. That's uh, who? 
who made that movie? God. I don't know. God, Satan. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking it up right now because I think you and me were the only people that had ever watched that movie. I do miss the days of putting movies together, me and you watching them on a Thursday night after we closed down the theater or whatever. Watch just some of the most you know, random stuff. Well, that's because you and me had always volunteered to watch these uh, yeah. crap fests. Uh, let's see, the cave, when an uncharted cave system is discovered beneath a 13th century Romanian abbey, a team of thrill-seeking professionals is flown in to search the area for signs of a new ecosystem. The good news is they do find life. The bad news is they may not be alive long enough to tell anyone. <laughs> bad news, they found there's no Cracker Barrel in hell. Great. Uh, God. <laughs> um, I know this is getting off topic, but when we watched the core, when they had to go restart <laughs> the Earth's core, and Randall watched it, and he actually thought that that song I sang, Core, 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 was actually in it. I mean, I'm just singing the the song, Girls, what was, Girls, Girls. What was it he said? Man, I love that song. It's so good. <laughs> it's like serious. We're like, really, Randall? That's, that's you know, not I even a song. Oh, my goodness. No, you did, man. I knew it was in there. I knew it was in there. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that Piper Paribo was in uh, the cave. I was trying to see who uh, who it was that was in it because I'd forgotten. But uh, see what happens: you start your career with Cowdy Ugly and you end it with the Cave. Yeah, there you go. Rest That's in all. peace, Papa Parabu. Uh, you had Papa Parabu, Cole Hauser, Lena Headey was in that. Wow. What? Morse Chestnut. Huh. Maybe we should go back and watch that again. No. No. <laughs> Never going to happen. No, thank you. There's, oh, my goodness. There it is, folks. Uh, that's our quick takes on about 100 Supernatural movies. Uh, again, like we were saying at the top of it, uh, I really think that top four, you could switch out. Um, I wouldn't. I don't know which one I would put at my number one. I lean towards it. If you ever watch Hereditary, make sure you watch Rosemary's Baby first. Oh, man. And they're both good movies. I mean, they're... Oh, no, then again, I'm a messed up person Tony, in the head when it comes to horror movies. So Tony, Tony Collette. Collette's performance in that is pretty amazing, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> man. And that freaky little girl in it? Gosh, man. Ugh. A little cluck? Yes. But, uh... Oh, thanks. Mm. But when I look at it, I, I probably lean towards The Exorcist being my number one as well. But uh, like I said, I would definitely move um, Amityville Horror up into the top five for me. Maybe, well, top ten for sure, maybe top five. And I could probably move Poltergeist up there. I would also put Poltergeist 2 on this list just because that uh, the preacher is the freaky as all get out in that. Uh, but I was trying to think if there's anything uh, not on this list. I can't really think of nothing right off the top of my head. I think we hit on most of them that I think of yeah. when it comes to these kind of, kinds of movies. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I really like that top four as it is in there. Um, if you Again, if you've never seen Suspiria, uh, watch the original one, not the... Amazon one that come out 
last year about this time, I believe it was. Um, I watched the original one. It's uh, it's a really good movie. It's a uh, it's it's different. It's Italian horror, so you know it's going to be a little. It's got a little different flavor to it, but. Uh, Dario Argent. Yeah, you know, Argento. just a kind of little flavor with some Parmesan cheese on it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. But uh, that's it. Um, let us know what you guys think. Uh, what's your number one supernatural horror flick? Or, you know, just horror, you know, scary movie of this type. Um, leave it in the comments or send us an email about it. Just uh, let us know what you think. Uh, if we're right or wrong. Whatever you think. Uh, so I think that's it, Clay. Unless you got anything else you want to add to that list, like I said, I can't. I hope think of people else. can email us, like, maybe some scary stories that they knew about when they were young or whatever. Or I would like to scary hear. things that have happened to yeah, them. you know, for next week. That would be neat because I, I've, I've got a couple from my house and that I lived, grew up in. Actually, I'll rattle off real quick. Um, I don't know if it was just my active imagination, overactive imagination growing up or what, but um, I remember we had a upstairs at my house, and it's where I kept all my toys and stuff. It was kind of like a playroom type of deal, you know, and I had a toy box, and of course, me being a kid, I had taken all my toys out of my toy box, and you know, they were just all over the floor. And the stairs leading up, my dad had built just a handrail around it with two-by-fours. And for some reason, I got in my toy box and closed the lid. And my mom called me to come downstairs, and I just started to open the, the lid, and I saw this hand coming up the steps. Uh, what? Yeah. And it was like... Uh-huh. It was like, I'm getting chilled when I'm thinking about it. It was like an old gnarly hand, like almost like a zombie type of hand, you know what I'm saying? And it absolutely, I mean, you talk about somebody screaming bloody murder. I, it scared my mom to death. She like, you know, she'd come busting up the steps and I wouldn't get out of the toy box. And it just, I, it was the freakiest thing. Uh, that was one. And then the second one was, this is, Random, and I attribute this more to just an probably an overactive imagination more than anything. But um, we were st- my dining room and living room used to be separated. There was a wall between the two of them, and then my dad had cut that wall out, so we just had this one big open space. Which I don't think you have you ever had you ever been to the house down by where my grandma lived, where my brother uh, lives now. I don't think you've ever so. been in it. Because that would have been, no, uh, Nathan would have already been. But anyway, so you had this big open room. And I was there by myself one night watching whatever movie it was. Quite possibly a scary movie because of the story. Or maybe not, I don't know. But anyway, I was watching the movie. And I don't know if I heard something or what, but I turned my head from the TV and looked towards the dining room. And I saw a woman standing in the dining room in a uh, like a full My Fair Lady get up. You know what I'm saying? Like dressed like they did in that time period. Yeah. Had the umbrella and everything. 
You know, she was sitting in the dining room. No, she was standing there, standing in the dining room. So you know, I looked that way. How old were you? Uh, let's see. I would have been. I would have been a teenager at the time. Oh, what? So you know, I do a. I do a double take. You know, and look back, and it's gone. But you know, those are two that just pop right into my head. Mary Poppins, she ain't. Yeah. Nice. But the the thing is with that one, it wasn't like. Zombified, you know what I'm saying? It was just like a lady, really, you know, like so. You see Mary Poppins standing right there in that full get up. Ah, was it like the uh, the the homeless woman from uh, Home Alone Two? No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Maybe just <clears throat> just no. hoping it was her. But uh, hey, I, Kevin, hey, I've, Kevin. Sorry. I've always attributed that one to more of an overactive imagination, and it could have been. I don't remember what I was watching at the time or anything. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that one. Uh, that one didn't freak me out. That one I just did a double take and then just brushed it off. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that was, but the first one was absolutely scared me to death. I mean, and that, that could have been over over overactive imagination as well. So, but um, there's those two, and then there's also, or I know I'm carrying on, but uh, there was a lady. That was killed. That was uh, beheaded on the road. She was. There was a car accident. She was hit by a car or something like that. But anyway, her head. She got her head chopped off. Oh, fine. And so she. I never saw it, but um, it was right down below the house where that happened. And they said she. You would see her from time to time crossing the road as you went down because it was down at the bottom of a little dip in the road. No, was she headless? No. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah, if I remember right, that's how it went. So no, Karen, you stay dead. Okay. So there's three for you right there, folks. Uh, if you have anything of that type or anything, we would love to hear it. You got anything, Clay? <laughs> nah, man. I, not that I can remember. I, I'll have to think about that stuff and, and talk about it next week if I do. So the artist still somebody's and say it's mine. So you know. But those, those are the. That that one has always stuck with me more than the the second one I told you. And then, you know, we, like anybody else, when we were growing up, we would always, like, go ghost hunting and stuff like that. I've got a couple good I won't get into right now about where we used to go ghost hunting and all this stuff. Because um, rugby is over here, and the whole... Uh, community, if I remember the story right, somebody can correct me, but uh, the whole community disappeared. Uh, no reason for it. What? Yeah. The whole community disappeared. Yeah. If I remember right, that's how it went. But, uh... Probably uh, the cable internet sucked, so they were just like, you know, screw this. Well, no, this was like back in the day. Uh, oh. Like... So it was during dial-up then. No, <laughs> colonial times, but, uh... Uh, let's see. I was trying to see if it. Uh, maybe not. But anyway, there's always uh, there's. They have a uh, cemetery out there. That's one of those. That's a a circle, and mm-hmm. oldest is on the inside, and then you know as you go out or no, I mean, yeah, I think that's how it was. I could have it backwards, but the oldest is on the inside, you know, and as you go out of the circle, uh, they get newer. And uh, we used to go out in there, go ghost hunting, and you'd see and hear all kinds of crazy stuff out there too. But I won't go into that. So, 
But yeah, send us some emails on that stuff. Uh, if you have any good stories, we'd love to hear them. Uh, we're at that time of the year. It's uh, it'd be great to get to read some of those and probably freak myself out because I'm sitting here with children. I'm still thinking about the two I told. So uh, there's that. Uh, next week, Clay, I don't really know what we are going to do next week. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I was thinking about even though we, I, I, I don't know, we talked about zombies before. But, no, I don't uh, even talk about zombies. I don't either. really want to. Yeah. That'll be the 30th, so we'll get one more Halloween-themed episode in there. We'll come up with something. There's, you know, we haven't even talked about werewolves or any of that kind of stuff. Maybe I might some, find some really weird creepypastas to read over there. So, yeah. Those we'll, are always really creepy. Yeah, we'll figure Seriously. something out. I'm, I'm fine with it. We'll, we'll talk about it. We've, uh, you know, we'll be seeing each other tomorrow night, so. Uh, what are we doing tomorrow night? Uh, we'll we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. <laughs> All right. But uh, we're going to get together tomorrow night, and uh, maybe we can get down to talking about what we're we'll doing next week. Uh, if you have any suggestions, uh, leave it on the Facebook page or send us an email on that one as well. Uh, and speaking of emails, Clay. Yep. We have two emails this week. Let me double check and make sure I sent out one last call to make sure that we uh, see if anybody else wanted to send us an email. I thought Brandon might send us another one on Sam Raimi, but it looks like, unfortunately, he did not. But that's okay, because I have two in front of me, and uh, both of them are Star Wars related. Oh, wow. So, okay. Uh, and one of them stump me. I'm going to save it for last. Uh, the first one comes from Josh. Uh, he says, Star Wars with an exclamation point. Which Star Wars movie were you most pumped about prior to watching it? What are your thoughts on the upcoming game, Jedi Fallen Order? Uh, what is your take on Palpatine? I'm sorry. Uh, around the whole time, actually him, Mastermind of it all. So I'm, I'm assuming that's uh, talking about Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So we'll start at the top here. Clay, which Star Wars movie were you most pumped about prior to watching it? Phantom Menace. I mean, think about it. I mean, <clears throat> I've been reading like the damn Star Wars books. I don't know why I said that. Sorry. Uh, been reading the Star Wars books, the whole expanded universe. And then they announced that they're doing prequels. It's mm -hmm. like, what? Mm -hmm. And then I remember getting a ticket, just, I think it was what, Monsters Inc.? I think it was a trailer yes. on Monsters Inc. Yes. And I paid the ticket just to watch that. Were you not working at the theater then? No. Okay. It was 99, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm thinking of. 99. I'm thinking, no, it wasn't Monsters Inc. because I worked at the theater when Monsters Inc. came out. Sure. Well, I wonder which movie it was then. Now, there was a. I think a Clone Wars one was attached to a Pixar movie. That's why I was wondering if that was it. Because that may have been one of the times when you had left the theater. But I did anyway, look up the anyway. teasers for those movies as well. Mm -hmm. um, and just remember watching that and being so excited. You know, you're like, dude with a double-sided lightsaber. And mm -hmm. it's like just pretty cool looking, you know. And, you know, at that time, you I was 15, 16, just... Hungry for an actual Star Wars movie come out in my lifetime, and yeah, and then <laughs> I remember <laughs> sitting there watching it at the old theater with my friend Jared, 
And I'm like, what is this crawl with the Trade Federation and all this? Like, what are we watching? I was like, this is what? This is not Star Wars. And then they talked about Metachlorians. Hey, but there was pod racing. Pod racing and, and Duel of Fates. And that was it. But I remember being so stoked after watching it, though, being so like, oh, yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Now you go back and you're like, God, oh, it's such garbage. Still you not, as, still not as bad as two, though. Two, uh, uh much. For me, I, I think I'm the same. Uh, it's hard to top the excitement you had, like you said, for episode one. If you mm. grew up on the on the first three, on the originals, uh, I went to I drove to Cookville at. I got up, it was like 4 in the morning or something like that. Again, because, you know, no pre-order tickets. So I drove to Cookville and stood in line at 5 that morning to get tickets to watch it for me and my friends. I watched it then. Uh, I watched it once then by myself. And I ended up watching the episode 1, I think, 19 times total while it was on its theater run. Wow. And that's before I worked at the theater, so, you know, I couldn't just go in and watch it. Um, I mean, it was, you know, you had, I don't think there would ever been anything for me I was so excited about as a new Star Wars movie. And, you know, all that lead up and build, like you said, uh, it just made it look that much more amazing. I mean, you had McGregor, Liam Neeson it was in it, uh, Darth Maul looked amazing. What you know, there was all the talk of the pod racing. Uh, I always was all I got was Metachlorians. Like what? I was always skeptical of the whole Anakin being that young and still, you know, because you knew that Natalie Portman was Padme, and you're and Anakin was this little kid, and you're like, how's this going to work out? Exactly, because it feels like Padme was trying to rob right. a cradle. If you know what I mean. And I defended that movie for a long time, you know, just because it was Star Wars. But then, uh, I think it was around two <laughs> that really opened my eyes. And, uh, that you know, they're just not good movies. Uh, I don't. But there's a whole generation of Star Wars that fans. They're kids that grew up with it. I they know. love it. That's their Star Wars. So, but like, I, you know, the Duel of Fates is the only thing, and the pod racing. Um, is the only thing that I can defend in that movie. I think I can't think. I honestly can't think of another thing in there that I could defend hardly. I don't know who cut the trailers for George Lucas' movies, but they're just not as good as what we're seeing yeah. nowadays. See, and that's but then again, but then again, well, I mean, they both had nostalgia mm -hmm. to, you know, kind of hold on to to get people. Uh, so, I don't know. But I'm gonna say one. But I'm going to say that The Force Awakens is a really close second because, uh, God, you know, after such a bad taste in your mouth from the original or the prequel trilogy, and then you come back to this and you're seeing Star Wars for us that was Star Wars that we wanted with the prequels. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That looked like. That was what I wanted from the prequels that we didn't get. We got, you know, whatever. But uh, 
Force Awakens would be a close second, just because, you know, like we talked about before we started, you know, uh, when you see Han and Chewie and all that stuff and so on and so forth, it, again, you get to see them come back. Uh, it's just something, it's something special. Uh, let's see, moving on from there, uh, so what do you think about this Fallen Order game? Um, now that I've heard more previews about it, um, people who actually have already played it, like many hours, they say it's actually the game people have been wanting you mm-hmm. know, for a while. They just want a regular single-player Star Wars game and just have fun with it. And so I'm actually kind of excited about it. I probably won't buy it day one, but I will. You know, I do want to play it. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see... They dropped that first. The first trailer dropped at E3, didn't it? Am I thinking yeah. right? And we neither one of us were that impressed, if I remember right, with what we saw. But then you know you kept hearing about the closed door meetings and how the trailer and the stuff they showed was not the game that you were going to get to play. Right. And so i'm excited i don't know if i'll play it because i am not i don't have time for to sit down and play a single player game like i used to you know what i'm saying uh i kind of wish it was co-op because uh me being here and then like you guys being in cookville and nashville and so on and so forth that's like that's like you know when we play games that's the time when we all get to hang out and when you can in it it's better to play games together to me than it is, you know, whereas you're playing one game, say Brandon's playing another game and Josh would be playing, you know what I'm saying? All right. I just wish there was that co-op element to it, but uh, I I would like to say I would like to try. I, I would like to try it. I mean, definitely. that The last trailer they showed for it uh, where he took, what was it? He took down that AT-AT. Isn't that right? Yep. And the Saw Guerrero's in there. Um, it got me free. I think you're back in the Battlefront too, man. They made a lot of changes. They just to it. did a new patch to that, I believe, though, not too long ago. Honestly, the community is very happy with how everything's ended up. Yeah. Versus, you know, when it was when it released. We might try that. We might get jump back on that with Star Wars hype coming on. I'm feeling myself wanting to watch the movies again and. I've got a couple Star Wars books over so here. So what are we going to do marathon-wise then? How are we going to marathon it? Because, I mean, I'm taking off Thursday. I'm going to have Thursday and Friday off. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out. But uh, let's see. So what's your take on uh, Palpatine? I don't know. Like I said, I just felt like what I talked about earlier in the podcast, it just, it just seems kind of rushed. You know, was this what they actually planned? I don't think it was. Um, so he, he asks if he's uh, been around the whole time, if it's actually him, and if he's the mastermind of it all. I think oh, it's him. Oh, it's yeah, him. it's him. Um, I would say yes. I think he's the mastermind behind it all, and I'm sure he's been lingering in the background. I would say yes to all of those myself. I think a lot of people are still gonna be mad because there's no explanation for Snoke still. So well, there might you might get it now, you know, because uh, that was Abrams' uh, character, you know, in the first place. So yeah, you may actually get that closure. Which me, I don't need it. I, you know, I did not. I never had a quit. You know, when he was killed, that was it. 
Uh, I wasn't mad because I didn't know anything else about him. I didn't need to. Uh, I feel the story's more Ray and Kylo than it is, than it was Snoke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I think with uh, the Palpatine coming back, I think we're going to find out the big twist is, like, she is probably Palpatine's clone or something. Something. I mean, that has to be it. I Mm -hmm. mean, I just don't see how any which way it could. Everybody was hoping that she'd be a Skywalker or a Kenobi or whatever, but, again, that's all these fanboys thinking that... Vader's clone, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we'll see. And speaking of uh, clones and clone troopers... Uh, Glenn sent this one in uh, talking about clone trooper armor. Interesting. Uh, okay. So, according to the Saturday and Sunday, October 19th and 20th page of my Star Wars page a day calendar, clone troopers wearing phased armor one can't sit down. Can either of you confirm or deny if this is true? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't think of a clo- I can't think of a clone trooper sitting to- sitting in episode two or three, but I could be wrong. Also, while I have consumed a large amount of Star Wars media, the Clone Wars cartoon is one I am not well versed in. I'm do- nor am I. Do clone troopers ever sit down? <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> this should be passed on to the Facebook group as well. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Yeah. So, so I read this. I read this and I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this mystery because I had, you know, I never thought nothing about it, and I cannot find anything to confirm or deny, other than I was thinking about uh, episode two uh, on the battle in Genosha. Yeah, uh, aren't there stormtroopers storm or clone troopers sitting in those little bubbles? Remember what I'm talking about on the, on yeah. the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think they are sitting. Aren't they sitting in that? Yeah. But uh, other than that, I'm with Glenn. I can't think of a time that a, the clone trooper ever sat down. <laughs> uh, nor can I. And let's also talk about this very quickly. I mean, I, I wish I had watched the Clone Wars. And when I get Disney Plus from you or whoever, um, it's on there. Sure. It's still, no, they pulled it from Netflix. They pulled it. Yeah. Um, no one ever wants to talk about, uh, is it Jindy Tartakovsky? Yes, his the, his the original the original Clone War stuff. Uh, yeah. I love his art though, but uh, yeah, that was a really cool miniseries. Uh, yeah, I, never I just haven't got much in the cartoons. I don't know why, man. Well, I haven't got much in the books either because I mean I put so much time into reading the old expanded universe, yeah. which the old expanded universe was pretty much which person from the Empire is back to try to bring the Empire back to its glory, or which. Dark Jedi's, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Now, if they did do something like, uh, well, I, I can't do it now. I mean, the Yuuzhan Vong. Well, I, mean, I guess they could with a new cast, but I mean, you know, they're slowly, even though you know they've uh, banished the stuff to the expanded universe. Slowly, they just, you know, they keep bringing back. Bits and pieces here and there. I would love to see the Yuuzhan Vong brought back uh, if it's done properly. But uh, yeah, but with the way like you know, I know. Chewbacca dies. And spoiler alert: if you never read it, sorry, whatever. But Chewbacca well, it's the dies first in the book, first book. So. Yeah, it's pretty much an alien species that 
everything they have is biological. Their weapons, biological. Their armor, biological. Their uh, spaceships, all biological. And their biggest strength is that the Jedi's cannot sense them in the Force mm-hmm. at all. And so they're like almost like anti-life. But uh, they end up um, pushing their way. In, in the first book, yes, Chewie dies. A moon literally crashes down on him. It's kind of a really cool, well-written scene, uh, to be honest. Actually, I think uh, uh, R.A. Salvatore wrote that he did. first novel. Yep, He did. But, um, you know, of course, at this time, you know, uh, Luke and Leia, or excuse me, uh, Leia and Han have three kids. They have twins, Jason and Jaina, and then they have Anakin, the youngest. And Han blames the youngest for Chewie's death. It's sad. Mm-hmm. And then in the... Gosh, eventually the Yuuzhan Vong take over Coruscant, though, and they start terraforming the you know the entire planet, which you know it's crazy because the entire planet's a city. But in one crazy book called Star by Star, Star, by Star. Uh, God mm-hmm. man, it's it warming up. Anakin goes on a suicide mission with a bunch of the young uh, Jedi, and to save their lives, he fights off hundreds of Yuuzhan Vong, and they said like he's on fire in the Force. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, that was so cool to see that in a movie. But, you know, they had so much plot armor in all those books, though. Gosh, man. I don't yeah. know how many times Jason, Jane, and Anakin got kidnapped as kids. <laughs> um, I was thinking, as we talked about this episode, and it's been kind of Star Wars heavy, just because everything that's gone down this week with the trailer and stuff. I would like, uh, as we get closer, I, I've been thinking doing a kind of like an expanded universe uh, kind of look back at some of that stuff because uh, Timothy Zahn's Grand Admiral Grand Admiral Thrawn stuff mm-hmm. is uh, some of the best reading you can do. If you're a Star Wars fan and you've never read any of the Timothy Zahn books, go get them. And Kevin J. Anderson's Anything Star Wars is garbage. Yeah, yeah. Because he did the follow up. He did the follow up to the first Timothy Zahn one. Yeah, it was yeah. a Jedi Academy trilogy. Yeah. Uh, was that what it was? That's got the sun crusher. Yeah. And they just found another, just a random outpost where the mm-hmm. Empire, I guess, had formerly were making weapons, and they make this in, in the ship that cannot be destroyed. Yeah. And it fires missiles that can destroy entire star, star systems. It, <laughs> it but, never stops, man. But, never the, stops. Uh, the, but I was thinking, you know, kind of looking back on some of our favorites from that whole, you know, because you've got, like, you got the Zon books, you got the Dark Horse, uh, Dark Empire stuff, and so on and so forth. Uh, there's some great stuff that they retconned out. Uh, and if you are a fan of that stuff, it's understandable why you were mad and still mad. And it still does make me mad that you've not, you know, I mean, like you lost, uh, well, Grand Admiral Thrawn's back now, but, you know, he lost Mara Jade, the Yuuzhan Vong stuff like we talked about. Uh, the Chiss. Have they even mentioned the Chiss at all? I don't know because I don't follow Yeah, they've been mentioned in the new books. So, you know, but anyway, I was thinking about that. We're going to do some Star Wars related stuff as we get closer to the movie. Well, I mean, I've read some of the reviews of some of the books they put out since then that go with the movies. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some kind of unknown force out in the outer realm where, you know, no one can really find their way around because it's just nothing but a bunch of black holes, but mm-hmm. supposedly there's some kind of dark energy source out there that, you know, the Emperor supposedly had planned for and all that stuff, so yeah. we'll see. But, we'll um, see what's going to go on there. 
but uh, pull us back on track because we got the sidetrack, which is a shock to everybody I know. Um, Glenn, I'm going to say yes, Clone Trooper Phase 1 armor can can sit down just because I think of that part in Clone Wars, or I mean in Attack of the Clones, where they're sitting in the little bubbles on the ship shooting guns. Are they though, or are they just in stasis, just kind of like floating? Um, I don't remember. That's I'm just going with what I'm just thinking because I try to put Clone Wars uh, out of my head, you know, as much as possible. So, and I really don't want to go back and watch it unless I have to. <laughs> so, but uh, that's my final answer on that one. What do you think, Clay? Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> sure, they, they 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 can sit down eventually. And if anybody uh, out there has a better answer. I would love to hear it. Send us an email on it or post it on the Facebook page. Because, uh, uh, Glenn, you stumped me on that one. That's the truth. But I also got a good laugh out of it because I wasn't expecting a uh, Clone Wars uh, Phase 1 armor uh, question to come in or email. So I love it. Good stuff this week, Clay, on the emails. Uh, both those were really good. Um Hopefully, Brandon will get back with us on. You know, you talk. We talk about our fascination with Hugh Jackman and Alan Tudyk, and uh, but Brandon, I think his fascination is Sam Raimi because he talks about him. Apparently, we talk about him, or he just thinks about him and thinks that we talk about him. I'm not yeah. really sure. Right, Brandon. Uh, so, but anyway. Uh, keep sending those emails in to uh, rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com uh, we love hearing them we love answering them uh, that's it this week except for uh, weekly recommendations uh, Clay you got a supernatural recommendation for this week man watch Hereditary it's such a good movie <laughs> but watch Rosemary's Baby first those movies are so good and Hail Satan <laughs> just crack me up how they would say that, Rosemary. Um, baby. It was so plain as day. Hell, Satan. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I just want to say that if you watch Hereditary, uh, either leave us a comment on the page or send us an email because I would like to know what you think of it. Um, I know that Derek hates it, absolutely hates that movie. And I'm pretty I'm sure. Sorry, Derek doesn't like nice things. Um, we've talked about it a little bit, me and him, and uh, he disliked it enough that he would. I don't think he, and I still don't think he has. I'm, I'm speaking for him a little bit here, but uh, I'm pretty sure that he did not watch Midsummer either, just because he didn't like. He was so turned off from Hereditary, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, I would like to hear what everybody else thinks, because. It's something. I like it. Um, it's crazy. Uh, let's see. Mine this week, I'm going to stick with uh, The Conjuring. Uh, I, uh, I've harped on them enough already, but um, if you've not watched them, I, I really think you should. Um, they're great. Both of them, Conjuring 1 and 2, one and two are great movies. Uh, personally, I would stay away from anything else. I just... Uh, I, I can't get into them. I don't think the stories are nearly as good as the uh, two Conjuring movies. So that's mine for this week. 
Also, read Watchmen. If you haven't ever read yeah. Watchmen, do yourself a favor. That's a bonus from both. Go to your local bookstore, comic bookstore, whatever, and buy the paperback. It's probably like twenty bucks. You probably get it read cheaper it. on uh, actually through Amazon Kindle. Okay. Um, do that. Too, I haven't looked to see lately. Uh, talk about it for a second, Clay, and I'll look it up real quick. I'm just saying, like it's just it's a it's not your very conventional superhero story. It, it really takes the the thought of superheroes and it turns it upside down its head. And it deals with characters that came from an older um, comic book print called Charleston Comics that DC had bought out, and so what Alan Moore did wow. was pretty much just take his own riff of each character. What you can get um, the Watchmen. On Kindle, and of course, if you buy it on Amazon and you have Comicology, you can get it there. It, it it's on there as well because Amazon owns it. But anyway, you can get the digital version for five ninety nine right now. That is what? a steal, people. A steal. Good God. Um, and make sure if you do read it, read everything. They've got a lot of stuff in between the issues. Yes, that you need to read the under the hood stuff. The under the hood stuff yeah, and all. There's that. a lot of background information there. Um, just if you're more into the paper, sorry, Clay. If you're more into the uh, having a uh, hard copy of it, you can get the paperback for fourteen ninety nine. Both of those are great deals. And so, then when you read that, then we can talk more about it. Yeah, um, email us about it, and we can talk about it. Like, oh crap! Stay away from so and so, so and so. Stay away from the before Watchmen nonsense that they released a couple years ago. Um. They've got a deluxe edition right now. I, don't I used to have the oversized hardcover my sister mm-hmm. got me for Christmas, and I think I loaned it to somebody, and I never got it back. Well, that wasn't me, was it? No. Okay, just making sure. But, yeah, there's a little bonus one for this week. Uh, watch that, then watch the show. Let us know what you think. Uh, we're running long, but uh, one other thing, Clay. Uh, we've been talking uh, so there is a uh, I have mentioned wrestling on here a few times now uh, like I said I'm a lifelong wrestling fan and I think I mentioned it <coughs> excuse me Friday night when we were doing the uh, gender reveal that we were talking about it and we are going to uh, go check out some wrestling some local wrestling here in Jamestown at the 127 uh, Pro Wrestling uh, show that's coming up tomorrow night. Um, we're going to try to live stream from it. Uh, they're going to have uh, WWE superstar Kane is going to be there. Uh, so we're going to go check it out and report back on it. Uh, do a little bit of live broadcasting. So sure, should be interesting. Um, I've talked to them and. Hopefully we'll uh, we're going to get with them and do a little bonus uh, interview thing with them as well. So we'll see. But I just want to throw that out there. Be ready tomorrow night. Uh, silliness will probably ensue as me and Clay watch wrestling from 127 Pro Wrestling in Grim- <laughs> Grimsley, Tennessee. In Grimsley. So, I'm excited though. Um, I I talked to the promoter for it and. He was really earnest about trying to make this thing work, and I am all about 
uh, anything that can, uh, you know, anything that can help wrestling. Because right now wrestling's in a lull to me. It's uh, I, I was a lifelong WWF slash WWE fan, and they've lost me in the last few years. And like I said, the night AEW brought me back a little bit. It feels good. It's something new. It's something fresh. And uh, plus, it's local, and I just want to promote them a little bit and hopefully help them get over. They're going to have them. I told Clay, um, a lot of people probably won't know, but Ricky Morton from the Rock and Roll Express is going to be there in a couple weeks. Uh, they're going to do an all-ladies wrestling show from there here in a couple weeks. Um, it's I'm going to hopefully find my future wife. You could. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, be on the lookout. We'll be uh, doing some live stuff from over there. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but it'd be kind of neat if we could get a chance to talk to uh, Kane live there. Uh, Glenn Jacobs, he's the Knox County Mayor is his actual name. And then uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard will be there. Uh, he trained The Rock. They're going to be doing their graduation ceremony. So it should be interesting. But uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Clay, you got anything else for us this week? Nah, man, I'm good. Just uh, about to go to bed. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we run a little bit long. Uh, we like to ramble, I guess, as it says. But uh, I feel like we had a pretty good episode this week. Lots of talking, lots of Star Wars. So, yeah. uh, like Clay said, um, send us those emails. I like that idea, Clay. Uh, send us those emails uh, if you've ever had a supernatural type of experience happen to you. Yeah. So uh, with that, uh, let's close this show up, Clay. Uh, as always, you can find us on all the podcast streaming sites, and please make sure and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, not only Apple, but all of them, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Podbean, which hosts us. Uh, those ratings help get us out there and get us noticed and uh, a little bit better penetration. So if you could do that for us, it would be great. I can think what we're getting a, a wide market on the moon right now, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, we had penetrated uh, the Middle East last time I said I looked. Penetrate. <laughs> uh, if you haven't joined the uh, Facebook page yet, uh, go over and just search for Ramblings from Nowhere and join in on the fun. Uh, we've had a lot of good discussions this week. Uh, I posted today uh, one of my all-time favorite. Uh, ninja movies come out today. Enter the Ninja. Uh, I don't know if it's as good as Revenge of the Ninja. Be, I thought it was going to be three ninjas. No, 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 no. No, listen. When we talk, when we talk ninja movies, which we will one of these days, uh, we talk real ninja movies. You know, like I said, Enter the Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja, Ninja You're Three: The Domination. The Hold on, I'm not done. American Ninja, American Ninja Two: The Confrontation, American Ninja Three, American Ninja Four. I'm talking real Surf ninja ninjas. movies. No, well, actually, surf ninjas and uh, surf Nazis must die. Uh, there's a little bit of overlap in both those. But anyway, we talked about random stuff like that over there on the Facebook page. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Ramblings From Nowhere and on Instagram at RFN underscore podcast. Uh, and as always, don't forget to send us in those emails with any questions or comments to rfn.podcast1 
at gmail.com. My voice is just about gone tonight. Uh, Clay, are you still on social media blackout? Yes. That's what I thought. Uh, Still living the good life, unlike the rest of us. Living the dream, baby. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jason76Z. I'm Jason Hall. He's Clay Dotson. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here, there, everywhere. And we are out. Good day to you. Wow. Thank you.